All right, welcome to Heat in the Kitchen, episode six, with producer extraordinaire Corey O'Leary. That's right, we got some actual heat my, in the kitchen too. Yeah, we got so this fire going. I'm I'm about to close this thing. I'm sweating my balls off. Well, a little behind already. radio. This is the first time that we're doing an episode on the day where we were open already. Yeah, right. We, we've right. done it once on the day where we weren't open yet, and we were gonna. And then we've done a bunch on our closed day. I, but, we, um, nobody might hear this because I'm just gonna like sweat all over my keyboard and the mixer over here. And I did wonder why you wanted this, press. why you wanted me to leave the 900 degree oven on. Well, but it's, heat, it's heat in the kitchen. You so. did ask him to open it up. I thought. Well, because so yeah. if I close it, it, it won't get me hot. Over because here this is for the YouTube uh, channel, right? So, so anyway, I'm Chef Bobby. Yeah. And today, today YouTube. we have a special guest with us. We have Melissa Mayer from the Mayer Realty Group at Compass. Yes. And. Uh, we were just talking a second ago about the fact that I, I don't exactly know. There's a lot there. Like, a, what's the at compass all about? So, so to me, it's, well, first, we talk about branding, right? So the Mayor Realty Group is the brand, but compass is sort of like, people need to understand what compass is going to do in this community. There okay. is no compass real estate. It's the number one brokerage in Boston. Okay. It has been around since 2012. Um, it is got 15,000 agents nationwide. It is it, right up your alley, actually. So, silly question then, but I'm just. Go ahead. I've got dumb questions, and maybe somebody else does Nothing's too. Nothing's a dumb question. So, is it like called. like Compass yeah. is like Keller Williams or Coldwell Banker? Like yes. it's a comp, it's a it brand. It's a brand. Okay. But they That's are not. I even know. It is not a franchise model okay. the way Compass operates. Compass came into this into this market, oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and they they focused on very wealthy areas, Weston. Chestnut Hill. Both of which, yeah, I've heard that they've got money over there. Yeah, yeah throw that throw that mic a little closer. Okay, you can't hear there me. There you I've go. I've never heard anyone tell me you can't hear me. My voice is always <laughs> so loud. Um, let me think. So they had like six core offices, nothing in like the Canton, Sharon, Westwood, Walpole, Foxborough, Easton area at all. Okay. Um, and they're starting to expand in this area. And I am fortunate enough that they came to me and said, hey, we want you to be the one to help us sort of. Light the, light the path That's awesome. in this market. It's yeah. incredible because it's an extremely tech-forward company. So they're privately held. They've raised a ton of capital. They've taken all that money and, and put it back into the agents. So their, their technology right, is unbelievable, which makes my life 10 times easier, which therefore makes my customers' experience seamless. Of course. So actually, I, I think you know this about me, but I don't know if you know this. I was in I real estate yes. um, for a, while, a little while. My... my Biggest accomplishment, other than selling Corey a condo, That's was right. uh, was just get, was being on the show House Hunters. You sold Corey a condo. I sold Corey a condo. Oh, that's right. I do remember your House Hunter stories. Oh. Tell me because you have like you're like the jack of all trades. I know. You've well, been a rapper. Is, yeah, I've been a rapper. A I, but I never. I consider myself still a rapper. <laughs> Today we've got a mayor, and it's not Marty. I'm drinking OJ on the show because I got fucked up at last night's party. We talk Yang Gang, Bar Pies in Seattle, plus shitty local restaurants. Sorry, Alice. It's heat in the kitchen. Do you, now, do you just sing or do you rap? No, I just rap. You don't want to hear me sing. I'm but you, so can, you, can, can you carry a tune? No, I'm tone deaf. Okay, but I you mean, can, I can carry a tune like, mo, like can rap. melodically on a hip-hop song. Right? Okay. But like, you don't <laughs> want me to sing. Okay. You don't want me to sing. You know? But the House Hunter story is fantastic. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you tell that in a... Um, I mean, I just was out on the show House Hunter. So, uh, but it's fun. Yeah, it was cool. So like this, these clients of mine, Zev and Chrissy Young, um, still good friends, great people. They they were looking for a house, and I mean, you know how it is. It's it take it can take a long time. I so, got clients I, looking for three years now. Yeah. So so they, I think the Youngs, I think we looked for like thirteen months. Right. And um and that's actually after like they had looked and then they settled on renting. And then we looked for another 11 months. So, I mean, yeah, almost two years. But along that process, they applied to be on the show House Hunters. And when they got picked, part of the process is like, well, you now have to convince your real estate agent 
to, to be part of the deal and send video. Of I'm them sure that was real tough. Yeah, I was like, nah, yeah. We'll Abby was like, yeah, wait, I, was like, I get okay. to be on camera? Like, sure, I'll do it. Like, that sounds like a fun life experience. So, <laughs> I think he tried to get me a job on House Hunters at that time. <laughs> I did, wait, I Corey, did, where did, did you buy your condo? Uh, Millis. Are you still in Millis? No, nah, I'm in Norwood now. So you sold Millis? Sold Millis. Did Avi sell it for you? No, no he wasn't he a real was estate real agent by then. He had like 18 businesses by then, <laughs> and none of them were real estate. None of them were real estate? No. But so to, to the point, so I was in real estate for a while and actually managed an office in Brookline, and then we had a satellite office in- What was the name Waterton, of the company? Trio Real Estate Group, T-R-I-O. Wait, they're still, they're around. still around? Yeah, they're still around. Okay. Cor- Corey Brock was the broker. Okay. Um, taught me a lot, honestly, about life. It's funny, Corey and I used to bump, like we used to bump heads a lot. And a couple of years ago, I reached out to him just like on a whim, just shot him a text message. And I was like, you know, I just wanted you to know like this one thing that I used to disagree with you on. Like I, I get now, like I understand it now because he was tough. What was like, the one thing? Well, so Corey was like, Corey and I were very different personality. Well, we we're very similar in that we're both a, kind of aggressive and assertive. We were just different in that Corey was, so he's five years or so older than me. So okay. he was like 29. Yeah, like 29, just starting a family. I was 24 and like kind of brash. And, and I, I mean, I led the office in sales for 18 consecutive months. We had 22 agents. So to me, like you couldn't tell me shit. I mean, like I knew everything there was to know. And then he made me the manager of the office, which in hindsight, it was a weird decision because the two people that were up for that position was actually his cousin, who is a close friend of mine to this, to this day. He lives in Nashville now. And me. I fucking and, hate that kid, right? Yeah, you hate him. <laughs> he, yeah, it's all, yeah, you do. Um, so anyway, so uh, he's a great dude, though. Uh, he just, like, got hammered one night and was hitting on Corey's wife. Oh, that happened? Huh? I don't even remember. Yeah, that. he was, like, hammered Wait, trying to, like, damn You don't know why like, you hate him, but yeah. you fucking hate him. I mean, just <laughs> listen, when you run with Avi back in the day, like, you got you to gotta hate some people. Yeah, that's, you do have a, to hate some at people. At some point, or sometimes you at least have to pretend you do when, when, it's, right. when it's going down. Yeah. When it's going down. When it's, when it's almost time. Yeah, but that was the one kid Avi was like, Corey's no, 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 thing, you shouldn't hate him. Corey's thing back when we were, so Corey and I went to college together. Well, we started college together. I got expelled quickly, and then we hung out while he went to college there. Um, <laughs> but the th- Corey used to love to play this bizarre role where, like, every time, and it happened often, I got into an altercation or a conflict with somebody. Corey would, like, kind of take their side and like get in my ear like you'd be like dude that guy's gonna fuck you up and like <laughs> just then it would make me it would cause real problems because i would be like fuck, like ne- like sometimes i would push further because i was like fuck you that guy's not gonna fuck me up it was it was he, like it was like winding up a toy you know? yeah like he yeah, enjoyed you it you wanted to see reason. him go yeah that's right like, well that's i love i love avi's rants i do and then i don't want to call him a rant because that sounds like you're having like a tantrum it's right, more right. of like you are you are very your opinions are based on a lot of facts, so it's very. I would be afraid to get into an argument with you, and I and I will argue. I will fight. Well, that's what so the don't podcast be afraid. Is yeah, for. don't be afraid. We'll find something to argue about. Don't yeah. be afraid. Here's the thing I will say. But he's very good with the pen, or you know, the pen's the sword for him, sure. right? So like his his thumbs on Facebook and, and his 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 posts. I'm like, Avi, I want to text you, and be like, Avi, I think you should pull that back just as just. But a, can I tell you something? So, so here's the thing. <laughs> I think that like and I love it. I think that. You can appear like you're always right mm-hmm. if you are a good self-editor. So all the times that I go to write something that I'm not – like I don't have a ton of conviction on or I'm not positive about, I just don't write it. Like I find myself going to write something, like even typing it out and then just not doing it not because I'm like if somebody countered with this or if somebody disagrees or if somebody's offended, I don't think I'm ready to die on that hill. So right. by the time I post something, like usually I do it it's as fast as possible. It's gone through multiple iterations before right. you put it Like up. when I call Kobe a rapist – I also, people miss that, like, that post was like, hey, it started with, hey, I'm really torn about the death of Kobe Bryant. 
on one hand, he was a legend and like a big part of my sports fandom. At the same time, he was a rapist. And I didn't say he was a rapist by accident. I said he was a rapist because I'm aware of my very minimal and incredibly minimal uh, public persona. But I'm aware that I have a voice. So I know that there's going to be X number of thousands of people that are going to read this. And if there's one, just one person out there that felt like they had been sexually abused, raped, whatever. I don't mean whatever, but I'm saying like any of those right. things. And, and, they, and, and no one believed them. That they wouldn't think like there's Avi Shemtov, who is such a fan of this guy's basketball that he's going to just overlook that if I read when I when I read people say Kobe was a legend, Kobe meant everything to me. My first thought was, so are you not do you do you not believe the accuser or does it not matter to you? So for me, it was important to say he's a rapist. Listen, he's a complete person. I loved certain things about him. I don't think that people can cannot be redeemed as people, not the act. Like, here's the thing. If Kobe had lived to be 100 years old and had continued on the path he was on for the last 10 years of his life, being a great father, being, being great in the community, championing women's basketball, doing all these great things, then we could say Kobe Bryant was one of the greatest people of the last half century and a rapist. Like, to be clear, if you rape somebody, you are a rapist. Mm. And you can go on to, to cure the world of cancer. And we should applaud you and we should say you're a great human being in a lot of ways. But you didn't erase the fact that in Colorado, against her will, you raped a woman. That happened. And you acknowledged as much when you settled. After the financial settlement, people say, well, they settled for um, whatever, $2.25 million or something. So that's, well, that's not true. They settled for that amount of money and a public admission. He, he was did, part of the deal, I, see, and he admitted is, it. I, okay, so this is interesting that you brought this up. Because I said to my husband the other night, right, that – I hadn't noticed anybody else talking about that moment in time sure. at all. Everyone was a, he's a legend. He did this. My heart breaks for his wife. My heart breaks for this family. It's a horrific, more so about the daughter. I yeah, mean, it's, which a, it's is horrific. Unreal. So there's no there's no taking away from that. But sure. I rem, now that you just said that you did post that, I remember as I'm sitting here going, "Oh my God, that's right." I think you were the only one that I saw. Say something about it. And I got crushed it. for it, but here's the you thing. You did get crushed well, for it. And they, I was like 85 day of, is, day of is always going to be But here's like, the thing. But let me be clear. Like, if you – so I want to be very clear, and I, I tried to explain this to people on the internet who just, like, they're not as great at self-editing. Um, I said that it's, I'm torn because I there's a lot of ways that I love Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Is I was fucked up about the fact that he died. Like, I, I, feel, I feel the loss the same way anybody else who didn't know him feels that loss. Right. It's just that I'm also willing to say I've read the reports. I'm well aware of his guilt. I'm well aware that he had to make peace with his role in this. And by the way, I believed Kobe's story to the police. Like, his story, like, he didn't realize in real time. Like It, it started consensual, right. and then Kobe's, he Co- took it to another the level, thing about and she rape, said no. Right, the thing about rape, the thing about the whole Me Too movement is that all of it's wrong. All of it's wrong. But there is a spectrum. There is a difference between forcible, violent rape. So I say violent rape sometimes when I'm discussing this academically with people, and they say, why? All rape is violent. And I said, no, but I, I'm, I'm denoting, like, physical, like, both of us are aware in the moment that this is against your will. Like, that's violent rape, someone being held down, attacked. Yeah. There's also box. rape. Like, what happened with this young woman is she went into his room to have sex with him. They began having sex. He decided that wasn't enough for what he wanted at the moment. He wanted to have anal sex. He then 
began to have anal sex with her. She said no. He claims in the police report that he thought the no was to the direct question, can I come on your face? So he admits hearing no. He admits during a sexual interaction that lasted five minutes, by the way, total of five minutes, to choking her, which he tells the police is sort of his thing. But this stranger doesn't know that about you. And this is happening in five minutes. This isn't like, a, like an hour of like communication right. and talk about like ground rules. This is a quick interaction in which you choked a stranger and heard the word no. In hindsight, his admission was, while I believed at the time this to be consensual, I now understand from listening to her that she did not. That's an admission of rape. That's what that is. Saying, I now understand that I had sex with someone who was not consenting is saying, I now understand I raped someone. Other, that doesn't mean that he can't be redeemed. No, the other thing about the Kobe thing, too, is also it was only civilly. It was, it was never a criminal complaint. Yeah. So, well, no, it was a criminal complaint. They, they dismissed the charges. Do you know why? Well, uh, no. So Colorado. So yeah, Colorado. So because they, they did things. Un, so if I have a problem with Kobe, which I did for years have a problem with Kobe, I – I'm past it. And so, like, again, like, I'm not saying these things to attack Kobe. I'm saying these things because they're part of it. It's a whole package. But here's the thing. What they did to that girl after that hotel room in Colorado was in many ways worse than what happened in that room. They leaked her name to the public. Colorado now makes it illegal to leak the name of of a rape victim. They intentionally leaked her name. They then leaked sexual partners she'd had. They found out that she had been committed at one point in her life for making threats against her own well-being. They leaked that information. They made it clear to this woman that if you want to come against Kobe Bryant, we will ruin you. And so she let the DA know that she was no longer willing to testify. Right. I read an interview post. No, but I'm saying that that just affects the perception of it. You know what I mean? When, sure. When, like Harvey Weinstein is in trial. It's not a civil suit. Does you know what anybody I mean? it's, think, it's just, just out of curiosity, does anybody that you've ever met, any rational person, think that OJ didn't kill Nicole Brown Simpson? No. Nobody thinks that. Right. Nobody, right? But he wasn't convicted of it. And that doesn't make a fucking difference. And the day that OJ dies, no one is going to talk about any of the good he did in this world. The very first thing anyone's going to say is that OJ killed two human beings, which he did. And so there, it's funny. There's all these rules about day of for people that, that people adore universally. But when Michael Jackson died, People mentioned that he had molested children. Yeah. Right. That's something he did, right? Um, when Donald Trump, I don't know the rules. Are guys, we supposed to say allegedly about all these things? I don't know, but to me, to, so to me, it's I'll, an obvious podcast. Well, to me, yeah, that's right. so here's the thing about alleged. It, no, no, no. I I'm know. not. I'm not. Listen, well, he can't come back and see. Yeah, like I'm not. A, I'm not a journalist. I'm not writing in an article. And by the way, I if I like if you raped somebody or you molested somebody or you killed somebody and got away with it, but we all know you did it. You're not an alleged killer. You're a killer. Yeah. A- alleged for the courts. We, I know OJ killed Nicole Brown Simpson. I know it. He knows it. His lawyer wrote a book about it. OJ killed those two people. He's not an alleged killer. Michael Jackson molested those children. He's not an alleged. And Kobe Bryant raped that woman. Kobe knows it. So, I mean, and that's terrible. It's, it's terrible what happened to her. He was... I, I, I do sympathize a little bit with his situation because I don't believe that he – I don't believe it was his intention to rape her. I don't believe that in his head he felt like he was raping her. But unfortunately, that doesn't mean that he didn't rape her. Right. And so it is a complicated situation. And I understand people that don't have – that don't spend the time trying to come to terms with gray stuff. They want everything to be black and white. Don't, can't go through all of what we just talked about. Instead, they just have to decide, do I love Kobe or do I hate him? And if I love him, then he's not a rapist. So they have a problem hearing that he's a rapist. But he is a rapist. And so 
Uh, that is the re- that's just the reality. It, it doesn't just never, mean it just never came up again. Well, like, it has recently. So now I have, I, so now I yeah. haven't been paying attention. So finally, like after over. a certain amount of time went by, now the articles have come out. So by the way, Gail King is being crushed, being crushed for she. Which asked, is ridiculous. So right? did you I see mean, the interview? Uh, yeah, I saw so, some of it. I saw part of it. She doesn't even say anything disrespectful. She's asking no, she legit asked, questions, it, it, like, really legit in their, questions. And they're kind of softballish like the way she follows up and stuff it's not like she like i mean she was like well i know she the one thing she said she said oh you wouldn't see it lisa about right. uh, to lisa leslie Cause, uh, cause a women's way, basketball player kobe champion women's basketball right so, so gail king had lisa was friends leslie, with her. Th- this this friend of kobe bryant's who was a very famous female basketball player I should have queued up the sound. They, they had her on yeah that would be cool they had her on and um and it, basically to talk about kobe's legacy in his life and right. during it gail king asked if it's hard for her, if his legacy is, is hard because is the of these charges. Player. Yeah, because of these charges. And she very dismissively, very dismissively says that, like, no, it's not hard for her because Kobe, um, she doesn't believe that, that, that stuff. And then he says, from well. What she, from what she knows, though. I mean. She, yeah, but I she, mean, can't, yeah, well, she went further than that. So it's funny, Lisa, I just am blown away that in 2020, in a world where, like, Aziz Ansari got crushed for repeatedly asking to have sex with someone who's already performed oral on him, and he got crushed, where, where we're rightfully crushing people who do terrible things, but not rape, but still terrible things, like Louis C.K., he should get crushed. But in a world where that's what we're doing, I'm blown away that no one is out there going, like, like crushing, not Kobe, he, his stuff, like, again, it's been dealt with. The people defending him. I'm surprised they're not getting crushed. Like Lisa Leslie says in this interview, well, I would be in, in clubs with him, and he would never even be like, hey, Lisa, go get that girl's information for me. And other NBA players I've been around do. Right. And, um, and I've been around NBA players that do that, actually. Um, and it's weird. It's weird to be NBA, around. NBA. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird how, like, brazen, like, their girlfriend would be across the room. They don't no, know me from a hole in the wall and be like, yo – Go you, get that I, number. I can't talk to that her because my, my girls over here. Can you go grab that don't number? Don't do it at games. Like, like, oh, let's see that girl in the front. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes, but this all goes back to the, the common theme. I don't even know how we got on this topic. I know. It's power. It's all about yeah. power and the abuse of power. Sure, oh, for sure. I mean, and, and, and I, don't, I didn't see the interview with Gail King. I have sure. no idea. And I, the only thing that I saw was your comment on Facebook about yep. it. And said to my husband last night, how come it never came up again? And I didn't. So it is. Actually, it's on paid. the front page of ESPN today. I think this complicated legacy or whatever um as far as power goes though did you do you remember what michael uh not michael uh what phil jackson wrote about kobe in his remember he wrote a book like a year or two because remember he was gone from the lakers and then came back yeah yeah so like a year or two after the kobe rape stuff his coach um wrote a book and in the book phil jackson says about the rape charges hearing those things did not surprise me about kobe he has a really hard time accepting not getting his way and so, it, exactly, it fit his personality at the time. Like, he, I don't think that if, if the girl had said no to him, he would have dragged her into the hotel room or something. I don't think it was that. I think it was, oh, we're doing this, and now I want to do this, and oh, you don't want to? Too fucking bad. And it just sounds like that's how, it, how he was at that time in his life. I'm just, I just think it's crazy in 2020 that no one, that this is like, that you're, you're, you're the bad guy if you're talking about it. Right, if you like, mention that's it. That's the crazy you, part. You become, and like Gail King's getting death threats. Well, because. For asking questions. Well, I think it was a Snoop that first came out with it, and like Snoop like just trashed her and said, fuck you, bitch, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But it's like, and, uh, you know, because, you know, when, when there's somebody like Kobe who's a hero to a lot of people, regardless uh, of. By the way, hero to me. I want to be clear. Like, I can have a hero that I also acknowledge did something terrible. Kobe was a hero of mine. I'm, gonna, I'm saying that. Kobe was a hero of mine. It just, yes, but don't you think the act that he did 
goes against his character. How is that even a statement? If he's such a hero of yours, but then you just spend 15 minutes bashing the crap out of him because he did something that, like, not as just a character flaw, but is criminal, like, is just an abuse of power, uh, an abuse of, of, of everything that you know. Sure. Like, if your, God forbid, someone you cared about, you love, sure. was in that room. Yep. Would he, st- I mean, think about it for just a second, because that's the, that's, to me, where it gets tricky. So, Kobe can be an amazing p- basketball player with tremendous talent, which he was. Sure. He was probably one of the greats. Yep. But he can still be, a, 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 a ho- character-wise, a horrible human being. Without a doubt. And I just think And that- we see that also in business. So, but I of think course, a lot of times, uh, well, you know, uh, he definitely, I don't know if he changed, but all the stories that came out after like him like doing these make a wish things like he was like second to John no, Cena doing P- all he had a good PR person that said oh, listen we gotta change your image no, right now no that's a big part of it no but there were a lot of times though I've I read stories that like he would not want press about you know there was a kid named Kobe in Utah I think it was who had cancer and he came through and he said no press like literally just came out because he died and you know and his mother the kid died like a week later he's like the only picture I have of this kid this kid had cancer smiling was when Kobe was around that was it you know, and that was. And you're not going to tell the poor ago. child who's dying of cancer. Oh, by the way, your hero is a rapist. Yeah, of like, course. I get it. I want to be clear. I wouldn't have said that. Like, there are lines. <laughs> I wouldn't tell that kid. <laughs> right, wouldn't tell yeah. that kid. But I, I wouldn't leave him in a room alone with him, either, especially if his hero is Michael Jackson. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I know the Michael Jackson story is very interesting to me because I never even watched that Never Neverland oh, I didn't story. Watch it. Did you watch no, it? I, did not. I started it. It, it kind of sucked. I don't was... really want to. You know what? Part of me doesn't like. I remember growing up listening to Michael Jackson, right? I don't want to. Li- I don't want to watch a movie that talks about how. I mean, he went cra- like he's cra- he was crazy. Yeah. He went nuts. Sure. So I think to answer your question, like how can Kobe yeah, still be a Kobe, hero of yes. mine? It, it goes down to why, like I. I do believe the stuff about Michael Jackson, but I also do love his music, and he's an icon. But you wouldn't put his poster in your living room? No, but I'm a grown-up man. I don't put Kobe's uh, poster in my living listen, room Listen, but, you know, or, like, you would have an open conversation with your children if, like, all of a sudden Kobe, you know, made this come. Of course. Right? So, so I think for me, and this is just my opinion, but for me, what works is ex- I have the belief that all of us, like, I don't know what, I don't know that you've done anything terrible. But if you have, and I'm sure you've done things that I would disagree with, things that maybe you would disagree with. So there's a great line. I'm trying to remember who the singer is, but he says, he's talking about his life, and he says, I've done a lot of things I'd probably never do. And it's a great, oh, uh, it's Darius Rucker. He says, I've done a lot of things that oh I'd probably God, never I do. Darius Rucker. Is that Hootie? Yeah. Yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. So he said, I, I've done a lot of things that I, that I Oh, wait, I, I could talk about Hootie and the Blowfish. He used to. He's great. He used to have some fun with a roommate of mine in college. No oh, really? shit. Oh, yeah. Where'd you go to no college? Way. So I went to UNC Charlotte. Like, what, would they go, like, to basketball games together or something? No, like, no. The 49ers? No, no I don't think the 49ers were playing at 3. The 49ers, we were sure the 49ers. They weren't playing at 3 o'clock in the morning. What, how, how, how old was Hootie? <laughs> was Hootie older? No, he's my age. Like, So what am I? I'm going to be oh, 48. Cool. He's so got to be what? How old Hootie? Don't this you is, know, this probably is probably pre-Hootie, Can't right? we, we? No, he, yes. This was, this was Hootie and the Bullfish existed, but they played at like the college bars. Yeah. They did a lot in Charlotte. And sometimes at your, in your roommate's room. And sometimes it was in my roommate's room so, doing a little uh Well, I just remember when I went to Northeastern. Serenading. The reason I asked about his <laughs> did age you? was. Yes. I remember when I was at Northeastern that everyone on campus knew that, that uh, Bronson Arroyo, yeah, Bronson Arroyo used to go into freshman dorms with girls. And it was like such a weird thing. It was like, this dude plays professional sports. But then again, interesting thing about Kobe. Do you know how old Kobe Bryant's wife was when they met, became engaged, and got married? 
Uh, 17 years old was a high school uh, was a high school senior and Kobe was 21 years old making millions of dollars playing in the NBA again this is the stuff that like no one wants to talk about I, but like there's some weird shit there but that's all I'm saying it's weird because I think when you deal with basketball players and I do have some experience with basketball players you have like a just <laughs> not like Hootie and the Blowfish not 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 Charlotte 49er the D1 Avi no yeah, that, well now it's UNC really tough Charlotte. to get into wasn't when I UNC Charlotte yeah UNC Charlotte it's tough oh, okay um, I'm a UNC Chapel Hill fan. Conference USA. Just of Did you see that game last night? Wait, oh so do, wait, so wait. It went into overtime. I watched it for the first uh-huh. time, even though I was totally annoyed. Okay. Duke in, in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, right. Right, in North Carolina. They went into overtime. And that three-pointer that three pointer at the end, yeah. before they went into overtime, then they went into overtime, and then I forgot what happened. Duke uh, won again on another like Duke won. crazy, crazy end. Yeah, like okay. a missed free throw, tap out, okay. hit it, it, throw up an air ball. I fucking hate Duke. Alley-oop kind I of I was North, North Carolina all day, and my daughter... I have no idea why. And my husband was like, no, we're, we're Duke. I'm like, no, no, we're not Duke. We are North daughter? Carolina. She's 12. Okay. I was going to say, like, does she go no. to Duke? No. She's okay. 12. Is she going to want to go to Duke now? No, no, no. Okay. Can we afford Duke? I don't think so, but no. Um, maybe she's a, is she, maybe it should be like scholarship type, you know? She's a. Does um, she play basketball? She is 75 pounds, very little Jewish girl. I don't think we're playing basketball. <laughs> so, you know what's funny, though? You know, and I know again, Jews started basketball. Well, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. I wasn't going to say that. No, you know I know funny? one in this room does. What's funny is that if you're... <laughs> you can't play basketball. I know what's funny. Can I can play basketball. Um, what's funny can is... Can he play well? I can shoot well. Okay. Um, what I think is funny <laughs> when is... no one else is on the court. And I'm a good... No, no. I like this girl. That's not, that's not fucking fair at all. That's not true at all. Don't make me... T- I'll, Anyway, we're gonna I'll go tell stories. After. No, I'm not going to. Instagram live. Now I'm going to go find out what terrible things you've done, and I'm going to talk about them on my no, podcast. No, so I will talk. Wait, so let's talk about this. So so when I when I went to, I went to Hartford before I went to UNC Charlotte. Okay. And Jeff I Bagwell went, went to Hartford. I went with Vin Baker. Vin Baker, Vin Baker was as in, well, yes. Was at Hartford when I was there. So and Vin and I were very close. Sad story with Vin Baker. Oh, it's His so, life went sideways. Yeah. It's, it is, but now he's doing well. You know, he manages a Starbucks down in Connecticut. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I think but you can see, like, but, but think college, about what I mean. That's so awesome to like, hear. But he think was, about how. Think about how. Oh. Like, think about what we're saying when we say that he's doing well. He's managing a Starbucks. Like he could have been doing so much better. I don't know what happened with him because when we were he's very an alcoholic. Well, yes, but okay, when we yeah. were close, he was not a drinker. You know, his dad, oh, like his dad's a preacher, owned a church in Old Saybrook. I don't so know he came from a very. Yeah, he's from Old Saybrook. Yeah. He, he's from okay. Old Saybrook. Came from a very religious background. Went to a wedding in Old Saybrook. Um, right. We were very close for two years at, when we were both at Hartford. They were grooming him and grooming him and grooming. Him. He was incredible. Yeah. And then he was what the eighth eighth pick for the Bucks. Yeah, something like right? that. Right. And then. I went left Hartford in 92 to go down to Charlotte, and that's when things got really hot and heavy for him, like basketball-wise. So are you, do you think it was you? Do you think you were the cause? I the was catalyst? the cause. Like you left, he couldn't take it, he and he just turned to booze? He just started boozing. Yeah. 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 That's I actually really sad. It's very sad. Do you sad. still talk to him? No, I just I Googled him because I'm curious, yeah. and I noticed that he, there was a whole article written up about him. and, and well, Why don't you try to reconnect? I should drive down there and scare him. Are you from, are you from Connecticut? No, I'm from Canton. Oh, you're from Canton. That's but right. I went that's to Hartford. Then went to UNC Charlotte. Gotcha. But, it, what, but my point about basketball players, okay, okay because so Vinny and I were very tight, sure. is that they all had this, it, it's not a, it's, entitlement's not the right word. But when, and Hartford at the time was 5,000 undergrads, it was a very small school, so basketball was like, it was it, right? Like, and this was the time that like Scotty Burrell was playing for UConn, so this was like, yeah, yeah. geez, I'm really aging myself. No, 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 I, no, I, I got but, you. Right? We, yeah. We're close to the same age. Yeah, sure. Am I the oldest one in the room? Maybe. I don't okay. know. I don't Corey know how old you are. The same age. I'm 35. You're not 35. I'm, 30, I'm 36. <gasps> oh, he's older than I am, so I'm the youngest one. Oh, my God. So I'm 48. That's okay. So do you remember, like, UConn basketball? See, I, I, I was going to say you're 35, too. Yeah, okay. and so, and yes, then, we are the same and age. And then wow. yeah, his wife went right? to UConn, and she's a lot older than us. 
Your wife went to UConn. She's not a lot older. I just say that to her. <laughs> yes. She's older. No, she, I just she's, walk around. Uh, a couple years older. It's not, not even. Like a lot I just said that like to give her a hard time. She doesn't listen to this when podcast. when he played for Georgetown. That was like all the basketball time. Yeah, that was 96, time. Yes. Right, I think. 90, no, it was like 92, 93. 90, oh, morning. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Alan right? Yeah. So the point I'm making is that they, they, they ruled the school Right, for lack of a better word. And sure. this is what they're groomed Yeah, he to put be. them on the map, too, Vin Baker. Oh, yeah, Hartford on the map, you for know, sure. Yeah. But, like, think about that pressure. And this is, not an ex- this is no excuses for anybody. But, like, he legit was, like, a bi- he was big time. Yeah. So they come in with this very sort of, like, attitude, like probably Kobe did at the time when this whole rap- wave was going down. I was like, it's, I'm, who, I'm Kobe Bryant. I'm Vin Baker. I'm Scotty Burrell. I'm a, I mean, they have this sort of, like, way about them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's like you said. I, I know they have this well. way. Well, you said it about business earlier too, yes. right? It's, it happens a bit. We talk about these people because they're famous and they're, they're athletes famous and, and we can talk about them and they're not going to call us. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm sure you know you guys in business, you deal with it all the time. Yes. Uh, you know, Avi, are you the? You're not the powerful one, are you? No, I deal with a lot of. I deal with powerful people. Yeah. That. Yeah. Sometimes. What sometimes, about you, Melissa? Because I feel. Bullied. I can't believe you're 35. Yeah. And look at what you do. I look a lot older than that. No, I just, I, I like, you're just so, I, I just, I find, I, I am, I admire you. You are very well read. All right. You come speak on. your listen, mind. Listen, am we're going to have to wrap this podcast up if you keep talking why, about that. Why is Corey so butthurt when people want to say nice things to him? Butthurt? Did you use that phrase? Did he use I the word butthurt? Yeah, I he did. I know. Yeah. Uh, are you watching, um, what are you watching on TV these days on Netflix? Um, do you dead have to time? me. I just started Dead to Me. You guys seen that? No. Yeah, right. that was like last year. Where was have you it? been? I've never heard of it. Yeah, I started. The one with Christine Applegate. Yeah, great, it, great series. I've, started, I've seen three episodes. It's pretty fucking. Okay, good. I'm gonna check it it's out. It's great. I've been on like a kick watching some like kind of some terrible shit recently, but I like what? like stuff I like. Like, have you seen this? Uh, I think it's is it Good Girls. Oh, uh, the, the, they're like they're suburban moms, and yeah. they like rob banks. That's or, funny. That one's yeah, funny. That's funny. Um, I watch like the thing is that my my wife and I. Both like fall. One of us falls asleep on Dadalina, well, so we're know. just in this spin of like we, we watch like the same episode four times in a row to to match up whichever one of us fell asleep. I don't know, and um, I don't know. I've watched a lot of like one offs, like some stand up. I watched the Aaron Hernandez thing. Oh, I watched um, the Aaron Hernandez thing. That one was good. But we missed. So we watched the beginning, and then I watched the last. So I didn't realize that my Netflix was running in the background. Sure. So when my husband and I came back to look at, it, I was like, oh. Okay, that was pretty quick. We missed like the entire whole section of the middle yeah. of like the fact that maybe he, you know, had some 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 homosexualities and I There's no all maybe. That. There's a there's a dude okay. who's who says that all of that. I missed all of that. So again, alleged. Let me get back Allegedly. to that. If there's a dude that says, "Yeah, we used to have sex," then it's not alleged anymore. See, now the, the problem with that, I mean, just in general, we're gonna get back I don't to know. famous athletes. I know apparently we're back to famous Connecticut high school athletes. That's what we're doing today. You know, Vin Baker, you Aaron Hernandez. I'm not. No, he's okay, from, well he's from Rhode a, Island. That's a, oh, Rhode Island. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. Keeping it real. Yeah, that's how, by the way, that's actually their state motto. Mm. Rhode Island. Hmm. <laughs> I don't have. I mean, Rhode Island's. It's a good. It's a good state. Is it? You, you got the beach. Exactly. It's like a suburb. The beach. It's like a suburb. I mean, of it's so. Small. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah, but you know what? I I'll take. Uh, There's decent I'll take Rhode Island in the summer over the Cape any day of the week. I Narragansett. Like the Cape. I like oh, the Cape. you love the Cape? Yeah, I, said but, I like the Cape. I did not say I love it. Where do you go on the Cape? Uh, Mashpee. That's not like not really the Cape. What is it? That's like the beginning of. You the do Cape. have to cross the bridge. It's, it's like half of Canton goes to Mashpee. That's where they all got on a poppy beach. That's where they go. Yeah, we go to. Like, I'm in, my in-laws are in New Seabury. Yeah. So uh, yeah. But they're not. They're from Jersey. Who knew? Yeah, I, I, I just, mean, I, I like Narragansett. Yes. I would rather have a house. I didn't down realize Canton goes down there. I all thought Sharon Canton. goes down there. I th- see. I'm a kid from Sharon, so we think of Canton as like. 
Bullies. No, not as bullies. I find it fascinating that you don't really have much of an accent. Have you noticed that lately? Like they're making, like especially for the Super Bowl, right? Did you see the the Hyundai commercial? I actually didn't watch it because it, I just the Super Bowl or the Hyundai commercial. The Hyundai commercial. Oh my God, you have to watch the Hyundai commercial because it's fascinating to me because it's you stupid. have Chris it's Evans. Stupid, right? Okay, but listen, you have Chris Evans, right? Who's from Lexington or that, or Sudbury? Oh, no okay, you got Rachel Dratch, who's from Lexington, and then you've got uh, Krasinski. Oh yeah, Jimmy and he's from Newton. Okay. Okay. So you know people from those towns, right? Sure. Do they sound like they're from Southie? No. 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 Okay. So you, then you, you, know, you then know you they, get the commercial, and I'm like, they don't. Even, they, that, that's not even how they really talk. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so over the top. I'm like, uh, I, I I just saw it on social media like a couple days before the Super Bowl. I'm like, this is gonna be stupid. I'm not watching that. And then last night it came on TV. I'm like, fuck. I saw the commercial. I and was trying to avoid it. it the whole time. I thought it was funny that they did a Hyundai commercial that took place with Boston actors in Boston during the Super Bowl, and the Patriots aren't even in the game. Yeah. Well, like, think about it. It was like a reminder. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't, and Poppy was in there. The, which, right. By the way, that story went away. Speaking of famous athletes. Yeah. What is he doing now? I, I don't know. He almost he died, apparently. The, I know then, he works for the Red Sox in some capacity. But he got shot in his own country, right? Yeah. His own place. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't technically own the Dominican Republic, but right. he probably kind of does. He's, um, like, he's like the yeah, owner. No, yeah, he was shot there, and then uh, it turned out that they were aiming at somebody else. Really? But I'm just saying, like, how is story. The, how has there not been more follow-up on this story? Like, that would have been a – I can't believe – that's a huge story. Maybe because it didn't happen in America that's not that big. But No, like, I think the Dominican – they, then they had that huge scandal of people getting, like, really sick drinking from the minibars. Oh, that's I true, think yeah. they're trying to squash all the bad press because their biggest industry is what? Tourism. Besides baseball players, yeah. it's tourism, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. So why are they going to talk about how he got shot? I, I mean, I just—it's a Boston story. I mean, how would it, how does nobody want to know what actually happened to David Ortiz? You well, know I think I mean? people did want to know. But I think, okay, we're the journalists. Cle- I'm saying clearly he's okay. He's gonna—he ha- has to have a million contacts in his phone of journalists, or journalists have his number. You know, yeah. like, you got to find out. Somebody has to find out. I'm not a big baseball fan, so I can't follow this. Okay. Well, Do it's you more, like baseball? It's, it's I more like, yeah, I like, I like any sports. Any I like sport. anything, to be honest. I like stuff. Like, I just, like soccer. Yeah, like soccer. Big soccer? Yep. Uh, I wouldn't say big soccer, but aware of soccer. I aware follow. of soccer. You know, I follow. Okay. What, and what's your favorite team? For soccer? Yeah. Um, United like States of America. No, international. 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 I like watching Brazil play. Okay. Oh, get the fuck out of here. You can't say Brazil. You're That's a fucking like American, Avi. No. Yeah, if, you said, if, if you said Israel, I, I would give you like a 10%. I don't right, know. Cool. Is, is the Israel soccer team America. not good? They did pretty good last year, They're didn't good, they? They're good, but they don't, they, they don't qualify They're not like. No, no, they suck. They suck. They don't suck. But. They don't suck. Like, I, I, they're I, just listen. What goes on in Rhode Island? Let's talk about Rhode just, Island. Listen, they're they're just not. In, they're just not. So the United States, like the United States soccer team. First of all, the United States has 330 million people. Yes. We should be able to field a great soccer team. Yeah. Um, they're all playing. I don't want, I'm not going to rip the American soccer team now. I, I root for, the, for yeah, America in the say, cup. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't say Brazil's my favorite team. We're like, oh. Wow. No. I said. So did, would you did play it back? What did I say? I said I like watching Brazil play. He, he, yes. I root for like if Brazil plays the U.S. I root favorite? for the U.S. All like right, I go. want the U.S. to win, but I don't enjoy watching as a sports fan watching American soccer. It's a brand that bores me. It's kick and run soccer. I enjoy watching players that keep the ball on their feet. That, yeah, that yeah, that's what like, I enjoy watching. Okay, yeah. No, so that's what I like. I, but I don't root for. I wouldn't root for Brazil against the U.S. I root for. Your, I mean, you know, it's laundry. I root well, for our laundry. All right, there you go. It's better. He clarified. Why? That. Who's your favorite yeah. swimmer? Is it an American? <laughs> yeah. What about your gymnast? Are you a big Mark gym, Spitz. A big American if you gymnast? Can, yeah. if you can Simone even, Biles, for sure. Yo, go I mean, I, yeah. Simone, okay. Oh, my God. He can do that. I, I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm literally like scrambling in my brain. Listen, going, I'm a, I am a sucker for the Olympics. I'll watch, I'll watch fucking anything. I don't care. Oh, no. no USA. No, no. USA. USA. That's because he's from Rhode Island. Wow, you guys didn't even start it. That's I wasn't going to start chanting USA on my podcast, Brody. Wow. No. 
Anyway. No. Um, That's fucked up. All these people listening and be like, wow, this guy really does hate America. I don't hate America. He's I like don't. A double no, agent. he does not hate he's, America. He's, he's part of we Mossad. Had, we had Jared Callahan on, and he said about Andrew Yang, he said, um, well, he seems like the only Democrat that doesn't hate America. So that's kind of count for something. Have you been watching? I mean, do we want to get into politics? Yeah. I, I, okay. So have, I haven't. Have you been watching the Democratic debates? Um, Did you watch the other night? I, I didn't see the debate. I watched the town hall the night before. Okay. Joe Biden. So. I like when Joe Biden fights with Bernie Sanders. But, it's hilarious. But watching Joe Biden. Is he talk, alive still? No, not really. Bernie or Joe? Joe. Either. When you watch <laughs> Joe Biden talk right now, it's. I'm sorry, no objective person can say that it's any better than watching Trump speak. Like, it's not. Joe Biden's just as lost. He's like, he rambles. He says things that don't make any fucking sense. Um, he, they asked him what kind, of, like, what kind of cabinet he would want to put together. And he said, I think. Maple. I think. <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. He said, I think just like, just like when I was with Barack Obama, the, the most important thing in our cabinet was, and it will be for me, that we have a cabinet that's diverse and represents America. So we need some colored people. No, we did not. Then he said some homosexuals and, and women. I'm like, time out. Oh you should, the, the answer what? is we want the very best people for the job. That's what you say. That's the answer, right? Oh, and you God. say, regardless of, but you literally just said like, that's like, so if you come in for the interview, you're the most qualified person. And they're like, he's, he's like, I just have to ask like, which way do you go here? It's like, Oh, I'm, heterosexual wait isn't that like never <laughs> not once what about like one time in college no only ever been heter. i'm sorry the job this one's really gonna go to a gay person i'm sorry like that's like what, is that? what the fuck are you talking about joe biden like what the fuck are you talking about none of that's- them are serious none of them are serious no. that's the kind of thing in 2020 you go out and you find the gay person or a minority you put them in that position and you act like you didn't know oh are they a gay man that fits my agenda who knew you don't come out and say to be honest with you, we're going to look for some black folk, um, <laughs> some some of the homosexuals. Yeah. I'm like, fuck are you talking about Joe Biden? You're such a fucking weirdo, He's man. a little crazy. It's going to be weirdo. interesting. This He's year's like going to be 80. He's like, old. Can we, can He's old, Somebody yeah. please. How old is old. Bernie Sanders? Like, legit. 78. Yeah. I think he's like 78. So he's like a year and a half or two years older than Trump, maybe. He just had a heart attack. Bernie did or Joe? Bernie. Like, he he like just looks like he's going to, like, Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. That's, like, kind of what he reminds me of. He's just, he's, he seems I, that. I saw, some, I like Bernie, I saw something great on Twitter the other day. They said, uh, you know, it was a video of him saying, like, we need to, you know, we have the system of racism, blah, 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 going off on his, one of his rants, right? Right. And somebody said, well, somebody didn't do a very good job in Congress for the last 30 plus years, I guess, which I thought was, you know, like, these guys that are in government forever, and then they run for president, like, like Hillary, and they're just, uh-oh. What it's am a, I going to – I have to say everything sucks, but I've been in government this whole time. And you've been – right. Like, uh, Why don't you try to change the system then? Yeah. Your where, husband where, was president. Where have you been? Yeah. It's going to be interesting, though. Yeah, I mean – And the debates are definitely entertaining. I don't uh, – do they even have any more? Because now, I don't think now so. that it's like voting like every week The probably. Democratic – the debate that I briefly watched, it was very entertaining. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I, I think they all – it's all boring as fuck, personally. But see, and I find the somebody against Trump will be boring. very interesting. <laughs> but like they're, when they're all up there and they all agree basically on everything, you but know they what I mean? act, like, they agree, but then they don't because they have to put their own spin on it, and then it just gets very. And I'm like, I, I. So I, to me, that's no. the ugliest part. Yeah, is when it's like, okay, look, we all sort of agree on the basic values for our country. Although I mean, nowadays I don't know, but. So now we just have to rip each other. Now we just have to make, like, attack well, each other and, sh- and sure. shred each other. And then so, we're not going to help each other based on whoever gets elected. Like, right. they all go away. I'm going to p- pledge to working, you know, across the aisle, 
Okay. Well, where you been? Where yeah. you been for the last four years? You haven't you haven't reached across the aisle. In right. fact, you've been doing worse than that. You've been, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying to me the Democrats. And again, I don't consider myself a Democrat, but I've only voted for Democrats. So to me... Is that because you're from Sharon? I get a text every time. Yes, everyone from Sharon votes Democrat. Well, Actually, I mean, everyone I think from Sharon Mass- does. In Massachusetts, it's very, it's a very Democratic. Hold on, but I Sharon- think of Canton as Republican. I think of Canton oh, as like... Oh, no, Canton's no. like super like... Blue no. collar Republican. No, like. I totally think Canton's way more on the on the Democrat side. Yeah, I, my in laws are from New York. Okay, and they are Republican. Okay, like hands down Republican. Um, and then they they yell at me that they I they probably have money. And they, mm, so to mm. me, I've always said if you want to see somebody a, a a Democrat turn Republican, give them a big check. And if you want to see a Republican turn Democrat, lay them off. Like everyone go, everyone just votes like their way. But I know you're people, a small business owner. So, I mean, from a business perspective, you, I'm sure you weigh in. So I would say this is the first election where for me, I'm, I'm finally, I have kids now. Um, right. And so I think like I have my ideals. So Bernie speaks to a lot of my ideals. Like I do believe that everybody should have a roof over the head. Everybody should get an education. Yeah, like, how, those, uh, I mean, go, it, Corey, it, that's go. not, I mean, what do you mean? Everybody, that's regardless everybody should of, work. everybody should have a roof over the head. Who doesn't believe that? So, he, so can, can I finish my thought then? Wait, I mean, wait. So how is Bernie going to achieve that? How hard do you work every day? I work really, really hard. Every day. Like, like Avi, you work yes, seven day. days a week. Yes, I work hard. 40 <laughs> every, days, 40. Every podcast that turns into, Avi works so hard. I get hard. it, Avi works hard. Okay. Avi works yeah. hard. So think about that for a second. You work hard. Sure. And yeah, so, so but, here's, but everyone should what? So here's one of my here's one of the things you're gonna make you're gonna push me further left now because here's my thing, I work I don't know a person that works harder than me, and yet I still look over at someone who has nothing and I go and even if they're fucking late, even if they're a junkie, my my feeling is like something led to that moment for this person Agreed. and I feel for them and I go you know what they I, if I can I'm gonna give a little something to them Agreed. I give money I make it a point to give homeless people money in front of my children because I want them to learn that's the way the world should fucking work and when my kids ask me like my dad will be like not my dad my son will be like dad why'd you give that guy five dollars and I'll say because I had it and he didn't and I didn't need it and he did that's why so when people that work 45 fucking hours a week have had like a pretty vanilla life like they're doing all right you know they can af- they can afford a couple of vacations a year and then they think that that puts them in a position to to like complain about these free fucking loaders to me it's funny because it's like yeah but then you got laid off last year joe and when you got laid off last year you filed for fucking unemployment didn't you and you didn't feel like a scumbag doing it right you didn't you you took your severance package and your unemployment and you sat for six months waiting for a fucking job and you were looking for just any fucking job you were looking for a job that met all these criterias that you had and you didn't feel bad taking money off the public dole in order to, to sit there and make your life decision you don't view yourself as some scumbag being fed by the crazy liberals do you no you feel like a human being who's doing what's right for you and that's fine i'm with you there but don't turn around and do that to other people so to me i just find that people that work a lot less hard than me have a lot of judgments and a lot of opinions my in-laws my, my father-in-law is a brilliant guy. I mean, he's just brilliant. He's a metallurgist by trade. He's got 86 U.S. patents. To his name. I mean, he's just fucking brilliant. And he's now in a position in his life. I mean, he's accumulated some wealth, and now he's got a job that's, that's great. That it, when he should be retired, he sort of is doing this thing. And, and he's got money, and he's got means. And I've learned a lot in the 17 years of knowing him kind of a, about what I think the world should be like because here's somebody who by all, every measure should vote super conservative who should he, he should begrudge every homeless person he should feel like because almost everybody in this country that's taking is taking from someone like him who's like paying all this in taxes he lives in new jersey so he pays like twenty five thousand dollars a year in property taxes one time i asked him if that bothers him and he's like no he's like i like living 
in I enjoy living in a good world. And so if I have to contribute what I have to contribute to that, it's fine with me. And I watch like how his politics are so liberal, way, way further left than mine. And I admire the fuck out of it because I go, here's somebody who like he actually does all these people like that are here and want to bitch about the people that are here. Just let that phone go. That just sit here and want to bitch about people like here. He's here. And he's okay with you. He's okay with Joe that took his fucking unemployment for nine months because the jobs he got offered just didn't quite fit what he was looking for. And no one wants to bitch about that person. We all want to bitch about this make-believe welfare mom who's out there having kids so that she can get more money from the government. And, and fuck that shit. It bothers me. So, no, my ideals line up with Bernie, with yeah, Bernie Sanders. But this is the first policy, election. His policies aren't going to achieve your goals, though. So, so, okay, no, that I agree to, with. we have to invest. That's why I, I said my I, ideals. Listen, agree I that. agree with what you're saying, Avi, and I, I 100% believe that, you know, if you have it, you share it. Like, it, 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 take, it takes a village. It you takes, help people who can't help themselves. You help people who can't help themselves. Sure. 100% is probably my number one. That's the bit. You help people who can't help themselves. Okay. But I want, my, I want the choice. I want to be able to decide what that's going to look like. And yeah, I, want, I, I want people to invest in programs. I want, I want our, the government, the Democrats, or Republicans. Nobody seems to be really investing. There was a quick blurb on Alexa today about something with a mental health bill that's going to pass. Okay. What is that even going to look like? That is a big problem in this country, right? Yeah. That's, that, but, that leads to a lot of things. But that, deep down, one of the reasons for that is that I said I agree with Bernie Sanders' ideals. And someone like Corey attacks me for that. Like, who doesn't think that everyone should have a roof? I'll tell you who doesn't. A lot of fucking people in this country don't believe that. I don't think no, he attacked. On its surface, a lot of people say, you, no, 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 no. Some asshole junkie fuck him he doesn't have a room it's like people with immigration uh, everybody I mean, says no i'm no. pro I, i'm just against illegal immigration i'm just against illegal immigration i go okay so here's somebody living in el salvador right wife is wife gets raped fucking kids are, are you're you're worried ms13 is going to take your fucking kids and they can't just walk into a, um an embassy and ask for an ask to be able to come over here for, no, this is a problem. So, so, this is a problem. So, yeah, but, and you know it's funny? The people saying, I'm, I'm just against illegal immigration. Those people aren't there out fighting for better immigration policies for South America, are they? No. It's coded language for, I don't like brown people coming to my country. No different than saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't, I'm not with us just giving out all these entitlements. It's coded language for, I want to keep all my fucking shit. And I don't like people that are of a certain class. No, and no. That's the, that no, entitle, entitlement system is broken. If you make so much money, you have to get off welfare, right? So yep. what does that do? Incentivize people to not make money. Agreed. So the, it's broken. So right. the, the, their solution is to just give more, throw more money at the problem, right? But it's, it can't help. It can't okay. help. So, Corey, have you ever met anyone? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> have you ever met anybody who, doesn't, who, who says, I don't like the way the current welfare system works? No. People say, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't like welfare. That's what they say. I don't like welfare. I don't, Avi Shemtov does not like the way the current welfare system is. When I was in real estate, I took a woman out one time who had a Section 8 voucher, okay? And I spent like three days with her trying to help her find an apartment. And she, um, she, I got to know her, you know, over three days kind of decently. She had gone back to school and, because, you know, we had to qualify her financially. So, like, all that stuff counts as income. So, she was getting $86,000 a year between housing vouchers, um, welfare payments, food stamps. It was all totaling $86,000 a year. She had gone back to school. This woman didn't come from really anything and, and she didn't have any education at all. Mm. And she'd gone to school and she, she got the degree needed to go become a paralegal. So she wanted to go become a paralegal and she went and they, the job only paid $40,000 a year. So she came to the conclusion. She had three kids. I can't afford $40,000 a year. Wasn't going to keep her living in Boston. 
with three kids. What the fuck was she going to do? So she literally had no fucking option but to stay on the path she was on. And she was legitimately unhappy with that situation. And she told me, she's like, if they would just give me the 46, I would work for the other 40. Right. And if everybody, people forget, but that was a Clinton thing. Uh, Bill Clinton had, was trying to implement that. But the problem is that people on one side are like, fuck welfare. And then the other people are like, give everybody everything. And there needs to be more people that say, look, can we all agree that there should be a roof over everyone's head? Okay, let's not argue about that point. Let's just acknowledge that. Okay, yes. Well, now let's talk about how we do that. We can fight about the how. So again, Bernie Sanders' ideals line up with me. But his policies do not, and this is the first election. And the way of getting like, it done is not going to happen. Agree. The way you he say, does. The way you say agree. his ideals. What, what ideals besides having a roof over somebody's head? And no, but this. He wants health care for all. I think, maybe ten percent of people. I would think not every agree with single that. person in America. Every single person in America. I'll say it one more time. Every single person in America should have health care. I believe that. I, and I believe that's a right. I believe that's a human fucking right. I believe the idea that you can get sick and die of something that I wouldn't because you don't have is fucked. And I, and I have people that work for me. You know, there's this, there's this segment of the population that's like they have just enough to, to, to where they, know, they can't get any help, but they don't have enough to really afford that shit. And I think so. You think the government should should run all healthcare? So a single payer system. So again, you're doing. You are doing exactly what I'm saying. You have to talk. Yeah, but you can't just say. Oh, my ideals are this. My ideals are that. Yes, the fuck you can. So start here. Do you? Don't go to another step yet. Do you believe that every person should have healthcare? Okay, cool. If they go to the emergency room, they're gonna get fucking fixed. Then we're. Yes, they yes, and that's or what, they have to go on the exchange. Don't make me into a Bernie Sanders supporter on, on this show right now. But I'll tell you this: Bernie Sanders is smarter than you, and he's smarter than me, and he knows that that, that what you just described is the bane of our existence financially in this country. Because you're right; he, they will walk into the emergency room, and they, they will get fixed. And who the fuck pays for that, Corey? Yeah, you exactly. do, and I do, and you do. Exactly. And instead, if we had a one-payer system, which, by the way, I am not a fan of. How for could lots you be afraid? Reasons. But how if you we trust, were, how could you trust yeah. them? How yeah, could well, you trust the government wait, wait, to run wait, wait, that? Wait, 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 wait. Let's get back to the healthcare thing because I was in healthcare for a little while. Sure. It is absolutely true. They go into the emergency room. They go into the emergency room to get treated. The other part of that, that is that just became a law like 15 years it's ago. The I mean, so, there were people that used to die. It's but. so the system is so broken. It is so complicated for sure. people to figure out how to get health insurance. So when I was in pharma 15 years ago, and this all thing in Massachusetts was sort of the birthplace sure. of Romney Care. It, it, it was impo- and you talk to the healthcare workers, you talk to the physicians and the nurses. They were like, they're trying to do this, but it doesn't. It's it's not working. Yeah. People are still coming to the emergency room, and they're still coming to the emergency room now. But see, so where is the education around helping those people physically going to their house? Ho- you don't have the resources to do it. But so, okay, so if you were in pharma, then you know. I mean, I'm, I don't mean to patronize. You can bat. You can batch. You can bash pharma. No, I mean I'm, I'm gonna. Bat- I'm not. <gasps> I'm going. Of course I am. But 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 first. I'm not, I don't want to be patronizing. I just think You're it's good bad. for anybody listening to us to know how this works because I didn't always know how this works. So the way, that, the, way that, the way that pharmaceuticals get paid, the way that insurance companies operate, like there's those drugs, those treatments at hospitals, they have a sticker price. And insurance won't pay it. They pay a percentage of it. And so then the sticker price gets raised so that they pay a percentage of that. So they get, and, and there's this game going on all the time between hospitals – and, and insurance companies. And insurance companies. Okay. So and the same procedure the, costs so, like and, so the problem is when Corey, so when, when the problem is in the system that Corey's advocating where someone with no insurance just walks into an emergency room no, no, that's, how they, that's that. how they get treated. That's how they get treated. No, no, no. That's how they get treated. I never sounded like you were advocating for it. He did say they so, walk in the emergency room right. and that's the uh, No, cuz he's saying that no one gets I know, I'm just But Corey, that person had testicular cancer and it could have been treated for like $10, but instead
instead we let that person almost fucking die and then when they walked into the hospital we just said fuck it we'll pay it and we'll pay the goddamn fucking sticker price on yeah it. but wait that's a second that's the best part wait, to talk about that one person for a second that hasn't done any preventative health care at all well they have no money they can't that's a lie there is a lot of people sure. that co- in this country that have money, that have means, and sure. they just don't go to the freaking doctor. Okay. So yeah. we're paying for that. Sure. We are paying for that. We're paying for the person that has prostate cancer and decides to not get it treated immediately okay, and but, to the point that they're now on chemo. Sure, but, but here's the thing. Listen, Obamacare is like, you know, they could get Obamacare now. Okay, Obamacare is a different situation. So what do you mean? The, I, so I, what is your argument? Okay. I, I have no clue. The where argument is that the insurance companies and the pharma companies are the ones – Basically, that are the reason that that healthcare is the yeah, way it so is. So listen, Romney That's Care and Obamacare right. are it, exactly 180 degrees different than giving people insurance. They're forcing people to purchase insurance. There's a difference between yes. those two things. So it's not free. Like, they can't be further apart. One is saying, "Hey, how about if we just had we standardize?" Because here's the real problem, and this is where we get to pharma. This is where we get to insurance agencies. Insurance companies are the they're, 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 they're horrific. They're un, they they literally profit. In people's misery, yes. and the more that they can have people suffer, and the least they, the less they can do about it, the better they off they are. One of my best friends, his wife was an amazing person. She's cool and she's brilliant, but she works in that industry, and she'll come to me and go, she'll like show me paperwork and be like, look at this new this new thing that we're rolling out. And she like she's drinking the Kool Aid at the company, and she believes in this shit. And I say to her, that's literally what people that hate your industry say you guys do like they are in, you're incentivizing generic drugs because you because it's cheaper not because it better works deal. better not because it works better right. you're incentivizing so my doctor our doctor was telling me that uh that literally he gets bonuses if you like if you just don't come back so he's like so right, really his report card right through the insurance which is companies. bullshit so he's like and he said to me he goes i just ignore all that shit because to me i i swore to be like to do this to for for people's benefit. And to me, it's crazy as fuck to be like, okay, well, I've got this tough patient who like, isn't really going to, going to take care of themselves. He's like, so instead of getting through to them by making them come back week after week after week, I just tell them to come see me in six months. Cause I know that like, actually in my life, it doesn't affect me financially if they just die and it's their fault. They're choosing to ignore this. He's like, it's not my job. And the insurance company doesn't want me to make them come back every week, but I make them come back every week. And he's like, and that hurts my report card. But I know if I don't force them to come back every week, they're going to, I'm going to see them in six months and it's going to be too fucking late. Yeah. And, and that's the problem is financially we're incentivizing bad medical care. Now, if it was all under one umbrella and again, I have different reasons why I'm not a fan of the one payer system. The but, government does nothing so that's a big, So that's a great reason. It, it would be – That is a big reason. Yes. Uh, listen, if you've ever been to an RMV, I don't want to go to the fucking – I've watched the RMV run, and it doesn't – I don't believe that they can run healthcare. But I will say – They can't even – financially who won, the Iowa, who won the Iowa caucus? I still don't even that's know. That's pathetic. But that's pathetic. Do you, do you from time to time vote Democrat? Wait, why do you think you, I'm a Republican? I don't know if you are or not. Okay, I so I'm, in, I'm independent. Okay, me too. Same. Yeah, I'm but, an independent. But that, so that's why I asked the question. Me do you three. ever vote Democrat? Yes. How can you not be terrified? I vote Democrat. I've voted Democrat every time I've ever voted, except for like in-state stuff and, and all that. But nationally, I've always voted Democrat. How can we not be terrified right now of trusting that party? Like, what the fuck? They, they stole the primary last time. by. I mean, they're literally leaking debate questions. And now they just had a caucus that they can't fucking count votes on. I, maybe it truly is just a fuck up. That's totally possible. But when Wait, you're, you're talking about that electronic thing with the app on the phone, that's what they say. But here's the thing. Where was I, that? That was in, in Iowa In Iowa. But yeah. the crazy thing is there were lots of like precinct leaders that, you know, the people that actually had to phone it in yeah, right. that said like, we were all forced to keep this on paper. 
like as a backup. When the app crashed, we had a phone number to call it in, and we all did. So in theory, these people, yeah, the, the app should have nothing to do with it. Yeah, then they waited on hold all day and shit right? like that. But here's the thing, that's, what, that's how you get health insurance in this in this. No, state. no, exactly. You have to wait on fo- on the phone all day, and and then you find out afterwards. And then it's very confusing. Right, and I then remember. you find out afterwards that um that they've taken as many as they can take today. Try again tomorrow. Yeah, try again tomorrow. So and fun. by the way, you're gonna pay fifteen hundred dollars a month for. My wife's a teacher, one. so I get that one payer system, and it's great. And I have great health insurance. And I just sometimes wonder, like, why I can't. By the way, wait, so, you were a teacher? No, my wife is a teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was but also. Listen, there's a difference. There's a difference. I'd be a terrible teacher. There's a difference between, um, you know, a single payer system and a uh, a public option, right? I, I have no problem if there wants to be a public option. We have a public option now. It's the exchange. Yeah, exactly. But it's expensive. Yeah, of course it is. I, I, it's expensive. See, I think just in general, I have very complicated uh, feelings on this. I think. If I go to the doctor, right, for my physical every year, yeah. I think I should just pay that out of pocket. I think that should that should be listed on their website how much that's going to cost me, right? But I should get insurance for fucking cancer or a heart attack or a car accident. Like that, like... Surgery. For, uh, uh, I insurance, get my on your, insurance on your house, right? You hope to never use it. You still pay for it. You hope to never use it, right? right? Health insurance is the only insurance that we expect that insurance to pay for everything, Right, a physical, you know, and then we blood get, work, whatever. Right, right. Not routine stuff. You know what I mean? You don't pay. You, you know, you have a broken window at your house. You Do don't, you have you dental don't call insurance? The ins- yeah, of course. Oh wait a minute! You just said it. yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. Tell me about the dental insurance because this is what the first mean? year. This is the fir- This is my second year that I did not. We don't have dental insurance. Whoa! What? I know. That's craziness. I pay cash. I pay out of pocket for the dentist. Shit. But, but so so for the time you're a risk taker. But, <laughs> but I am a risk taker because my kid had four cavities and that cost me about a thousand dollars. Wait till you get braces. Well, we just finished one kid with braces. But like, here's my you thing: finish the kid or the kid finishes <laughs> the kid braces. finishes braces. They're like, we're paying out of pocket yeah. now. You, we have to get rid of you. Yeah, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> then, done. yeah as soon as the kid got his but braces like, out, they're like, fuck that. We're not. But paying not that. having dental insurance is something that like is not that big of a deal. What do you? I mean, if you think about what you're paying for your dental insurance and then what it costs you to go to the dentist, is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's what I just think in general. That does make sense. You know, there's there's no the reason same. that the same that treatment should you don't cost. Think it's the same? No, I said I'm with you. Yeah. That actually do you have dental insurance? Sense. I do, but again, it mine probably but dirt you have cheap. The, yeah, yeah, and you're with the teacher. Yeah. Right. But Sorry, you know, no, Corey. but just in general, the same thing costs drastically different prices, right? Like across state lines and all this. And then they have to go to the government. And there's no doubt in my mind that the bigger it gets, healthcare, that the government is running. There will just be so many people with their hands out, and it will be—it it won't be sustainable. There's no way it's sustainable that the government can control healthcare for 350 million people. Can't they Re- regulate it? Listen, yeah, the government regu- cannot regulate it, manage- right? And then four years, there's a new president, there's a new Congress. They get rid of those regulations, right? Then, you know, I'm—I'm I'm all for deregulation. When's the last time? Out of curiosity, when's the last time either one of you? Heard, you know, presidents change or whatever. Heard like of uh, public transportation, which is private, um, or cable, private, or private. How is it? How is it private? Amtrak's a private company. A they're private just, company that just regulated. Billions in subsidies this from is, the government. This is the point. Can I get to the point? You're, you're, well, you you're, you're jumping company. ahead, Corey. And you're making my, you, your whole thing is like, I make sense. And then you jump ahead to try to counteract it. No, I'm making a, a very important point here, Corey, that we already do regulate industry. We regulate cable and we regulate internet and we regulate public transportation and that seems to be going perfectly fucking no, fine. No, there's a really? difference between regulation. Have you taken the tea lately? So the tea is, is a, the city is regulated. I'm talking about the federal government. When's the last time? Why should, why should we pay for it? Why should Amtrak get subsidies? So I don't think they should. I, I would like Amtrak okay. to not be subsidized. But here, but let me, well, there is a reason why. I don't like it, but it is a reason why. And I can get to that What's, in a second, but my, my point well, is, the well, reason, the, re- the reason why is because they, they would never the lay railroad. track in Wyoming. 
right. would never right. same thing with internet. The hundred right, years, right, no, hundred right. years ago, so right. hundred years ago. So by the way, I mean that's the thing when, to go back to the whole entitlement. They would stay thing. where they're they're profitable. So to go back to the whole entitlement thing and stuff, you know, again the things that the 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 crazy um, subsidy like we. We live in one of the most expensive parts of the country. We subsidize the shit out of a lot of states in indirect ways. Right. Like in Wyoming or North Dakota, they Comcast cannot operate profitably. So the government allows, the government regulates them, doesn't allow, like me and you could come into a $30 billion inheritance somehow tomorrow, and we can't go open a cable company. They're not going to just let us open a cable company. And the reason is that way Comcast can take massive advantage of us over here to make up for their losses over there in Wyoming. So I'm everybody not, can get cable. So we already have a health insurance cost problem. We could start by regulating it. We could start by saying to Blue Cross and to Harvard Pilgrim, it's we could say, hey, guys, already. let's uh, – how much they can charge is not all that regulated. And the point is we could start there. We could start with pharma. We could tell pharma, like, here's the rule. You're not – what is it – we could do cost-based. And it could be multipliers of 100 for all I give a fuck. But you can't – like the dude Scarelli there can't acquire a drug. And then just right, multiply it by – yeah, multiply it by yeah, – you don't I, believe that I, shit. I'm, pharma I'm, bro, baby. I'm torn on the dude. pharma piece because I, I'm, on the healthcare piece, I'm, I'm kind of on both, on both pages here. Okay. But the pharma, it's still a – it's a business. I, listen, I, it's going to Should sound, it be? It, should it be though? What well, do you mean so should it be? How is somebody going to create a drug to help patients with diabetes and not make money? The money it takes to put, bring a drug to market is 25 years in the making. Okay, I'm with you there. So here's the only thing. Right? I'm just thinking of something similar in my head, and I'm going, I'm, so I'm following you. I'm like, how could somebody get a bunch of people, train them, arm them, and have them keep our town safe and just not make money on it? But yet law enforcement, fire, all of that stuff, the things that we need in order to keep our lives safe yeah. are all things that, that are not quote-unquote for-profit. Why can't pharma be that? Why do you go into a business to try to save human beings' lives and, and why does it have to be a business? That's a crazy, it's a crazy because industry. It, it's a crazy it industry. It's a crazy industry. But, but I mean, it there's has, a lot of, a shitload of diseases yeah. and somebody has to do it. That's and so, why. And especially rare diseases. Like the money that, you, that you're making on a cholesterol-lowering drug sure. is you would hope and you would think at certain companies, like I came out of the Santa Fe Genzyme world, sure. that that money is now turned into helping rare diseases because that is a very not profitable space Listen, at all. So today, it, there's a very there's a very good guy on the Cambridge Police Department who actually was was involved in the forensic team when um, why am I blanking on his name now? The officer that was killed, Sean Collier. Yeah, Sean Collier. Um, and now, you know what he does for a living now? He goes through, um, like, on the internet side, he's tracking down people with child porn, okay? And that we, we see problems. When it comes to, like, law enforcement, we see problems, and we apply public funding to it, right? We have budgets for that, and we go and solve them. So child pornography wasn't the problem. It became the problem. We said, let's go solve that. You could do that no differently with pharma. You could go, oh, we have this new disease no, we need to go stop. No, now no, let's no. go do that. The, the fact that it is a business is a bonkers thing. It's bonkers that someone can acquire a way to keep human beings from dying and then make profit on it. That's yeah, but, crazy. But, 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 but they don't start that way. They start and say they look at a problem. You know how, like you know how much it costs? Listen, it, like, all, yeah, exactly. like Alzheimer's, right? So there, sure. there, is, there is a – if someone could create – and Amgen's been working on it and they, they failed at one point. Now they're coming back. Yeah, if, there is is a, if there's a way that you could make a drug that's going to help people, patients with Alzheimer's yep. – it's going to, and it's been going on for 25 years. Yeah, you know how years? many billions have gone into I Alzheimer's mean, research? I mean, right? it's insane. So, so why should those the, scientists and research people and, and companies, I'm by not the talking way, the about government, the fancy drug reps and the cars and the expense. I'm not talking about all that. Okay. That maybe we can take away sure. and figure out a better way 
to to deliver. Okay. No, here's, deliver the message. Here, here's but at the end of the day, th- hold on. Go for it. Those people should get freaking paid. If I'm a scientist and I went and I went to give me a school. Where do I go? Northeastern. I went to Northeastern. But Melissa. No, I, but, but Melissa. People that work at nonprofits, yes, get paid. Yeah, but they don't get paid. Do they get paid? Yeah, sometimes they get paid. Okay, I'm not. Saying yeah, the sometimes scientists... those charities don't wear shit. Okay, yes, but the, right. But... but my point isn't. I'm not saying the scientist or the employees or even the drug I'm, rep shouldn't I'm get paid. I'm talking about the research. I'm saying people. at the end of the year, the company should break even at that. They should. After paying everybody, fuck it. Give those but people more raises. But there shouldn't be like, oh, we got a billion left and over. Billions yeah, of dollars listen. to bring a drug to market. It's not something that they're like, hey, I'm in my basement. Avi, you have no understanding about how many of these pharmaceutical companies fail. Yeah, thank uh, you. Uh, stupid Corey, what number. is your background? Are you in? Were you in drugs? I do some work for Big Pharma now. Oh, you do. See, they they bring so many Yo, compounds. Speaking of regulation, they have so regulation. When they fail, oh, what happens such there? Regulations. When they when they fail, what happens there? So they the run out of money and go bankrupt. Yes, like uh, any oh, other business. Wait, they do what? They do what? I'm confused. They do what? What is this thing you just mentioned? Yeah. They go bankrupt. Is that like a magical thing where they just go like, oops, and they just put their hands up no, in the air? No. Oh, is that a thing where like taxpayers bail them the no, fuck out? No. No. What are no. you talking no, about? When they go bankrupt. So how does bankruptcy work? So they close their doors and they yeah. try to find another compound to But what happens with all the money that they- that they, they lose they, it all. They, no, no, no. You know how what happens with the money that they don't have that they owe to people? That's what bankruptcy is, by the investors. way. Investors. So bankruptcy the is investors, not- bank, bankrupt- Investors lose their shirts. They lose, their, they lose the money. So they don't declare bankruptcy then, to be clear. What do you mean? Well, because bankruptcy okay, is right, bankruptcy so, is like a cute so, word, but it so, also is actually a legal term that literally means you go to fucking court and you say to the court, yeah, "I owe people answer. money right, and right, I can't pay right, it." Right, and right. you know how those people get paid? Do you know how that gets paid when the court no, rules? The taxpayers pay it. Okay. That's literally how that works. So, so, so let's no. not call bankruptcy. Yes. Let's not call bankruptcy. Yes. Let's call it. They, they, you they go out of business. They close their doors. That's let's different. call. Let's call okay, that they fail. Way. They spend ten years looking at one single compound. Okay. They put it through trials. They, they gave patients the. They got them into clinical trials. They made patients feel like this is going to work. This is going to work. Sure. And then it fails. Okay. Listen, the only the only way that it works for government, which another Andrew Yang proposal here. Okay. Generic. You like, yeah, you were Andrew Yang. He's a huge, huge Andrew, Andrew, Yang Andrew Yang guy. But he's like, where is he getting the money to give to everybody? It's, he's actually the only the one with a plan. He's the, the only one with a plan. We he have, so he's giving $1,000 to every person? Every person. Every month. You get him Every person over 18. For every month? Yeah, every yes. month. How is he giving you $1,000? You we already have the money. So then put it to health care so these poor people with no, Alzheimer's. No, what would you rather have? $1,000 in your pocket or health care? You can buy health care with $1,000. I would rather have $1,000 go to every You don't have any kids, Corey. You don't yeah. understand oh, that you, you cannot no buy. Children? You no can't children. buy health care for $1,000 a month. Mm-mm. Yeah, but you can get it through your job or you can get it. That's different. Wait a minute. I'm an uh, independent contractor. If I didn't have my me husband, too. I would not have health care. I'd have to pay well. for it. Me sure. as well. Same exact, same exact scenario. But listen, we have the money. It only costs $1.8 trillion to give everybody $1,000 okay, a month. So do you think throwing money at it with Andrew, Andrew Yang's theory, throwing the money no. at it's going to fix it? Well, no. Listen, here's the deal. Can I say we that? Already give, yes. We already give the money. Re- there's a good reason. Listen, hey, you want, you want to talk about everybody needs a roof over their head. Uh, $1,000 a month should do it. Right? It's right behind you. Oh, he needs his orange Um. Shoes. A thousand, you know, if you want a roof over everybody's head, hey, if you get a thousand dollars a month, you you should have a roof over your head, right? No. Do you know how much rent is? Uh, in uh, shit bum Wyoming, it's le- a lot less than a thousand dollars. Yes, but in Rhode Island, it's probably about twenty four hundred. No, Rhode in Rhode Island, in Rhode Island, no, no. no. In Canton maybe. In Canton, it's twenty four hundred a month. Yeah, no. So, all right, but back to the Andrew Yang proposal on pharmaceuticals. So listen, it, it, Avi, you don't understand. By the way, if it I was to be a dick years like you, I would sit here and counter you, even though I agree no, with you. You don't have an like, argument though. And just blow holes in, in your shit, but I'm not going to. Listen, I, generic drugs, drugs that have already been approved, right? The government could get in the business of making generic drugs affordable for everybody. Right. Once, you know, I think you have 10 years or 20 years, depending on what the drug is, before it becomes, like, publicly available. 
right? Can you finish your Andrew Yang point? So, no, that's the point. He okay. said the government should – we should make generic drugs. Drugs that are already approved, the government should just open factories and or make those generic drugs. Or the drugs that are already generic. Like Teva is a you huge know, generic company. Those right. th- that should They shouldn't be- make billions of dollars on a generic drug that's like you know everybody needs but for again, low cholesterol, but they make billions of dollars. That That's over the line, but – I mean, it, I, you're very naive about how much it feed. takes. But you, they still have to employ people, no, right? No, no. So you're so so. Take Teva for example, because they do have a huge generic. Of course, yeah. They, I understand the idea of like, well, let's take those generics, make put them under the government, and then everyone gets the drug. But those people that you are now employed, that are employed by Teva, still need to have a roof over their head, still need to feed their families. So, so Melissa, that's how they make a flipping so, living. So yeah, but Melissa, the government do you subsidize? And now maybe I am. Do I sound sound like a Republican? Maybe I am trying to sound patronizing. Right now. Do you know how a nonprofit works? Like, do you know what the laws are uh, on that? No. So you're allowed to pay people. You're actually even allowed to pay them well. You just cannot turn a profit. So at, at the end of the day. So you have to break even. So, for example, this company, Teva. Is it Teva? Teva. Teva. So Teva. They're an Israeli company. Awesome. Very cool. Is Israel's more technologically advanced than the Here we go. What shall we do with one anyway, real quick? No, no, no. No, no, no. Fuck that. <laughs> so Teva, okay, can, can look at it and go. Okay, these are our expenditures. This is what we need to charge in order to make it work. And it and and then this is what we need to charge for that extra so that we can give blah 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 scientists a raise so that this person can have their nice car and their nice house. All those people they can work for a nonprofit, that's fine. They just can't do that and then turn excess profit that they just sit on, that they pay back to investors. They can't do that. That's the part that they couldn't do if they were a nonprofit. And that's what I'm advocating. I'm not suggesting that anyone that works there yeah. doesn't make a living. My mom works for a nonprofit. My mom makes a good living. What is her nonprofit? My mom works at Family Service Inc. of Rhode Island. So she's uh, um, she's like the um, a savior. Yeah, but she's um, so she she's a social worker by trade, and now she's for the last decade or so she's been on the programming side. So she's a senior VP at this company. She was there when they started with like 15 employees. Now there's 500 of them. There are people that work there that make good livings, that have good lives. This is a good job to have. But the company can't sit down and say. Okay, we need to sell that drug for eleven dollars a pill to make to to break even. We could sell it for seventeen dollars a pill and make sh- and and be a healthy company. Let's charge forty two dollars a pill because these people dying need it. That that they couldn't do, and that's the regulation I'm talking about. I'm not suggesting that people in the company can't make money. No, it's heavily regulated, though. You don't understand. Then how it's is it regulated. that some of these pills can be charged so much fucking money for? Well, Martin Shkreli's in jail, isn't he? Not for that. <laughs> no, for insider trading. Yeah, insider because, trading. They're, because they but, negotiate no. with the insurance listen, company no, and everyone has, has their hand out. Yes, no, listen. I mean, some companies are evil. That's the bottom line, right? Right, so you regulate that. There's a lot of regulation. You know what? One regulation, speaking of pharmaceuticals, that's we don't have that every other country has. What? Commercials, those drug commercials that you see. Mm-hmm. That, that's not legal in other countries. Good, I like that too. That's that's one where it's like, all right, well, you could probably do without those commercials. But I Tell love me all those the side commercials. effects. You like watching two old people sit in the bathtub. The, <laughs> the side effects. Can I ask are... you a question? Who, first of all, why are they sitting in the bathtub? Sitting in uh, and two different bathtubs. Like, is somebody like Wait, what? Did, which that, one are you talking about? You know, like the, the Cialis I feel like, commercial. Yeah, they're like, it's, what does Cialis do? Cialis. Cialis it's like is a uh, Viagra. Right? It's okay, like that's Viagra. What I thought. It's okay, it's a, co- so, it's a competitive Viagra. There you go, healthy competition. So they're like, they're like. Hey, very healthy. Do you think that there's a chance that while you're sitting in this bathtub next to another bathtub that another person of the opposite sex is in? <laughs> yeah, then you should pop this pill 
just in case somebody decides to switch bathtubs. Mom- <laughs> I'm like, why the fuck? Who the fuck has two bathtubs and who bathes near each other? Like, what the fuck is this? It's like in Vermont. Like, they're looking out like this beautiful, like, scenery and they're in two tubs. And That commercial should be in a... I don't even think that commercial's that, still on. That, com- I, that I commercial should be in a gym shower, what. one of the open no, showers. The best commercial is <laughs> like, you take this pill and you're going to feel so much better, but you could have nausea, headache, vomiting, yeah. dizziness, um, yeah. diarrhea. Right. Don't go to dinner on Tuesday nights because you could be... <laughs> oh, there's so many of them, though. I mean, I I don't know how we get on the uh, Big Pharma talk, but... Because you love Big Pharma. No, I just don't think the government should be running everybody's health care. I I just do not trust the government. Any money that the government wants to give me back... So wait, the government does run health care. It's called the VA. And look at how well that's doing. Exactly. That's another one. That's really shitty. That's another one. And that's horrible. That's agreed. I always. I so what if they're hey, doing that dump- and they have their opportunity to do something well? And do you we- know what Donald Trump said on that issue? No. It's the only thing he's ever said that I was like, "Wow, that's a great thing." Because you're, say. you're not a Trump fan. I have a brain. I'm not. Of course, I'm not a Trump fan. Like I can't, you can't be a. You, you were talking about Kobe earlier. You're going to talk about. I mean, that guy is a fucking moron, and he's a terrible person. But he does some things that I support, and he's our president. So every day I wake up rooting for him. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I hope he fails today. Like his failure is our failure. Right. I'm going to root for you, Don. But here's the thing that he said during one of the um, primary debates during the last cycle. He said, "You cannot call yourself the greatest country in the whole world and have homeless veterans." And I agree with that. I I'm agree like, with I that. think it's shameful. I actually am one of these people, and I have to be careful when I when I say this because. This guy's going to cut me off, and then it's going to look like I hate veterans. I do not hate veterans. I support veterans. I appreciate their service. Here's what I think America does. America— He's taking a knee right now, Not all people—not all people— Is he taking a knee? No. Not all people that are in the military are from poor backgrounds or are uneducated. That's not what I'm saying. There are lots of brilliant people who choose to go into the military. However, our military, like any great nation in the history of the world, tries to send— the, the sort of the, the lowest to the front lines. It's just what every, every imperial nation has done forever. And so we prey on people in situations where the military is, is, an, is maybe their only option. And then we do this cute thing where a couple times a year we salute them and you buy them a beer, right? But we abandon them when they come back over. So to me, I think we should, tr- we should trade that off. Like, look, I appreciate your service, but like, I'm not going to just give you this perfunctory, like, appreciate your service, man. Should I buy you a beer? But I am going to advocate really, really loudly that if, I'm a big pro- proponent of if you've ever served on foreign soil wearing our uniform, you should have health care forever. Yeah. Forever. If you enlist Which they in, do. It's called the VA. Which is garbage. I'm saying you should have Blue Cross Blue Shield or whatever forever. We give it to our teachers. We give it to our – like the government has employees they're giving it to. That person's an employee of yours for life. They went over. They put a uniform on. They are the reason that we can have crazy arguments like this shit, why we can yell at each other, why Congress can fucking scream and yell at each other. They should have health care for life, especially because what they're about to go through for you and your bullshit – is going to damage them yeah, in course. some way. It could be physical. It could be mental. Right. They're going to need. But you say they want Blue Cross Blue Shield, but uh, like. Why not just improve the and, VA? You know, 30 minutes well, ago no. you said, you know, oh, health care for everybody run by the government. So, no, okay, first of all, I said that I am not. You, you twist things around. I said I am not a fan of the single-payer system. However, I do believe a public option. that there are benefits. A public option, and sure. when I say Blue Cross Blue Shield, the point that I'm making is VA is not insurance. The VA is very specific insurance that works at certain places, VA hospitals, and that's the logjam. So the point is when, when Sarah or Tom go and serve overseas and they come back over, they should get health insurance like a congressperson does, like a government employee does. Health insurance that allows them to go to the same doctor I go to, and it just gets paid for by that company, by that insurance company that, that, belong, that the government's paying for, instead of 
the, the insurance company that you make a payment to or I make a payment to. The VA is not health insurance. It's a very limited option in a very specific places, and that creates the logjam because you take this segment of our population that is predisposed to have the yeah. most issues, and you shove them in the same place. And that's backwards. I mean, that's, it's, it's basically – it keeps our system free-flowing, but it makes these poor folks who – a lot of whom made a decision – because they kind of had to, right? They, they, recruiters literally go into your living room and sit down with you and say, listen, you're not going to be able to afford to go to college, but we can help you. Oh, hey, listen, with grades like that, we're, or, oh, you're having problems in life? Well, we can help you become a, a man or a grown woman, and we can do these things. And then you find yourself in Afghanistan because a president, and I'm not saying a Republican or a Democrat, the last few presidents we've had, regardless of party, have not served. So the reality is somebody who never served is going to make decisions that send some young woman or young man overseas in a situation they're going to come back harmed from. And then as a country, we owe it to those people to at the very least provide them with care the rest of their life in the form of insurance. Another thing that literally nobody disagrees with. Everybody agrees with that. Well, except that actually, so this is what I'm saying is when you say the, the, the macro point and then yes, people agree, but there has to be more of, okay, let's start with just that bullet point. Can we, everyone in the room or everyone in the country agree on this? If so, then we can agree that that needs to be the solution. We can argue about how to get there. But the reality is there's lots of people that don't agree with what I just said. And that's another issue. So I don't know we're not, that. Except, well, listen, so this is, you can tell Kyle, hi, Kyle. You can tell Kyle that I said, or maybe he'll hear it here, that this is, that's an issue that my left-leaning friends consider me conservative on because actually a lot of people on the left view that as well no 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 let's just not send soldiers over or no 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 let's stop recruiting soldiers or not i accept that those are necessary i say that on the flip side in the words of donald trump you cannot call yourself the greatest country in the world when you have homeless veterans and it doesn't matter if that homeless veteran is there because they drink or because they do drugs or we have to accept that we that they went over there and they they took they made a sacrifice so that we can live our lives like I didn't go to the military. You didn't go to the military. We had the opportunity to go to great schools, come right out at a young age, go make, make mistakes professionally and learn and, then, and get to 30 years old with a career that we can pay forward. We didn't go give up four or five years of our life or more to go to, go to the front lines for this country. Yeah. And someone that does needs a leg up. And that's a reality. But no, not, well, I, not I a reality. I got another, idea, another Andrew Yang idea. How about when they're in 10th grade, we start them in a trade school instead of uh, pushing them towards college that they're never going to go to? There's not a person in this country more in favor of trade schools than me. Andrew Yang. I, this is like an Andrew Yang podcast. Andrew, no, it's, oh, I, we didn't it's, even it's mention not, his name. But, so do you not like you, Andrew Yang? Yeah, I'm just curious. As to, like, I, I don't but really do you know, not like him? I like him. I just don't know much Listen, about him. Listen, here's the thing. You said this thing about $1,000 a month, All I know right? is $1,000 a month. Of course, that's what everybody knows. So do you know where he wants to come up with that $1,000 from? No. So there are companies like Amazon, like Google, that don't pay taxes. There are loopholes. Right, of course. He wants to, he wants to skip. Trump's the, done the same thing. Except, right. But so here's the thing on Trump there. Is that Trump, I, I agree with Trump on this too. Trump says, as long as the loopholes exist, I'm going to use them. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, when you file your taxes every year, do you try to pay money for, do you try to pay more in taxes than you have to? No, you try. So that's all Trump did. His point was we should close the loopholes. And he's right. And what Yang wants to do is instead, let's just avoid the loopholes. Let's tax their innovation and then just make, and then just split that up with everyone. So basically acknowledge that every member of this con- of of this country as a group let's say right like like as if we were a company is part of the culture that created your opportunity to, to do these great things so we're going to tax you for that and then we're going di- to we're going to divide it up and actually his economics work out on a really interesting very cool very forward thinking way which is that for you a thousand dollars a month 
probably isn't going to make a real big impact. For me, it might not make a, like, a crazy impact. But for someone who's living very, very hand-to-mouth, $1,000 a month right. might prevent that. So that they might not show up at the emergency room with no health insurance that we now have to pay for. Right. They, they might, the economy might boom. There's one study that says poverty costs America a trillion dollars a year. Right. Makes right? sense. His, his policy only costs $1.8 trillion, right? And that's, that's only... I think it's a, a billion. I mean, a trillion dollars of welfare would be like people would just get off welfare because now they're getting a thousand dollars. Like you could either choose. Do you think he has even a shot? Yeah. Well, we'll find I out. Do. We'll find out on Tuesday. I think. So I, I do, mean, but can I? But so I don't want to. I'm not trying to put pressure on you here, but I'm going to put pressure on you. You know what? What he needs to have happen. He needs people to stop just like going Andrew Yang ha and listen to the policies. You need to do the research. Like at the end of the day, no, he's not. He has, Andrew Yang is the most viable. Oh, I need to research a lot as of far things. as actual policy goes. Andrew Yang, so I keep saying, like, I, I'm baffled. I'll, I, will not vote, I will not vote for Donald Trump. That's not going to happen. And so I'm baffled by what Democrat I'm even going to – I could even vote for because there a lot of them – so, again, this is my first election where I'm taking my business into consideration. Yeah, and, and, like, Bernie lost me on the 15 – and, by the way, it's irrelevant to me because Massachusetts is going to have a $15 minimum wage. But Bernie Sanders being on this whole, like, workers first thing – he wants Fails a federal. federal right. He says federal jobs guarantee. Tell Which me is, how that's going to work. I don't even know what the fuck that means. What does that mean? I don't uh, know. He's what like, it mean? oh, we need more teachers. We need more cops. We need more. I'm like, oh, so what? So you're going to hire teachers to work in? I, I federal jobs guarantee. That makes that doesn't even. I it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. But so my point is, this so is I started the most to, intense political conversation I've ever actually had. We haven't. Well, even talked and politics. I live with a Republican. I love it. <laughs> so, so I started looking up Andrew. So I started looking. Up and trying to understand Andrew Yang's policies, and th- there's a couple things I like about Andrew Yang. One is he seems to me, in my judgment, to no. be the only one who is willing to to figure it out and and pivot if he's wrong. And then he and also the policies he has are based on on real common sense solutions to problems. And so unlike Bernie, unlike Elizabeth Warren, he doesn't have plans he doesn't know how to pay for. So when you say like, how's he going to give everybody that thousand dollars? Before he brought that up, he said he thought of he came up with this is how he's we're explained. Going to pay for it. He's explained this a million times, and then times, he can explain to you why it actually saves us money. So to me, I, I think I do think that he's a viable option. So I think he's viable in the same way that if you if you look at how these cycles work, so it's like Obama or or Bernie last time who should have been the nominee. There's there's Elizabeth Warren isn't going to stay in when she's at. 18% at a certain time. She's going to drop. Her voters are going to have to go somewhere. Um, same thing with, I mean, this whole, like, it's going to come down to, like, two of those. Two of those the top two Democrats that are going to be like, we, we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll know on Tuesday. And, I mean, so, and so the reality is that Andrew Yang is in this till so, the end. And so he's going to collect those people. And, and the reality and he's is. he's financing this himself, right? Um, no, 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 no. No, he's no. got, he's got. He's got backers. Or... He's had well, like four hundred thousand like, small Just donors. like Bernie last time. Like a yeah, lot exactly. of people, like you go and give him twenty bucks or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And so the thing, the thing about a candidate, he's like not. Yang, he's not rich. Some I, CNN or MSNBC. Someone called him like a billionaire. He's not a billionaire. No. Like he's, he's not wealthy. No, he he he's ran wealthy. his own businesses. Yeah. But he's not. No, he ran a nonprofit that you know created thousands of jobs and stuff in inner cities. It's right. like okay. he's like he's almost but like he has a, some money. Like he's not he's not broke or anything. But no, but, he, he's a millionaire. Like, right? Yeah, he's a millionaire. But so anyway, the point about about and how that's going to work is so Andrew Yang is going to be in this till the end, and he's a lot of people's second choice. And then I think what's going to happen is, especially in a primary where like Andrew Yang doesn't have ideals that are polarizing. He believes in the things, to Corey's point, we all sort of agree on. And 
So as people start to drop out, you're gonna, people like yourself are going to be forced to do the research because you're going to go, well, if there's only two candidates and I can't really get with either one of them, like you'd really consider Yang if all you were left with was Bernie and Warren right now. And you'd go, well, let me, oh, yeah. let me read up on this guy. Yeah. And so what Yang is, go- is going to appeal to is people's real actual understanding of the policies once that starts to happen. And then I also think at some point we're going to turn our attention to who is the least scathed and who can stand who can stand in the ring with Trump. And the reality is Bernie was a viable candidate, probably isn't anymore. Biden would get sledgehammered he by Trump. Get slammed. So the re- so the reality is if you look at who's running a race where he looks like he can come out and go I'm ready to I'm ready to go toe to toe with Trump and stand a chance is Yang and one thing that Yang actually said during the town hall the other day and I didn't research this so I'm just this is what Yang said. I didn't verify this. But he says that there that that there's a popular poll out there that shows that 18% of college-age Republicans say that they would vote for Andrew Yang as their first choice. And so there's a lot to be said about the fact that there's no other Democrat no, he is, that's going to get any Republican vote. So the reality is, if, if we put anybody out there other than Yang that's up on that stage, at least right now, and Bloomberg's not yet really in it, so I don't know, whatever. But the point is, of the people that are up there right now, any one of them goes up there, and you can forget about the, 50, the just below 50% of America that already voted for Trump. They're angrier than fucking ever. And then a lot of people that are in the middle, like myself, have been pushed. We've been pushed not far enough for me to, to vote for Trump, but far enough to where I'm like, this is bullshit. The impeachment thing was embarrassing. At some point, you, guys, you're just trying to reverse democracy. You've spent three and a half years trying to negate an election you lost. Right. You lost the election. The day after that, instead of protesting out in Washington— you should have been trying to figure out how to work with this guy to make your country better. Right. And instead of doing that shit, Democratic leadership laughed behind it, laughed in our faces when they made jokes probably privately saying, well, we just bought ourselves four years of blaming. No one's going to hold us accountable. The ha, funny, ha, ha. The, Fuck you. The funny At thing the end is, of the day, you should have been out there fighting for us and our kids. And instead, you put on the pink hats and you went to Washington and you marched on the guy. That guy was your leader. We elected him. We lost. We lost. I voted for Hillary. I'm not proud of that. But I voted for Hillary. We lost. So at the end of the day, the next day I woke up and I said to myself, well, I hope Donald Trump's a great president. My wife said, I hope he fails. And I said, babe, I hope he succeeds. I hope he succeeds because if he succeeds and our life is better for it, then we'll be great. And instead, like, look, I don't like the man. But listen, listen, three years ago, like Democrats wailing. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Three years later, nothing's happened. The country still goes on. Truthfully, it probably doesn't even matter who the president is. Like it's I mean, mean, it does. It it is more local politics. But the immigration I mean, shit like, is ugly. Like I, I got, I got, ugly. I got in a fight with Avi, Avi and his wife about uh, you know, oh, we're gonna be in a Did war he with just Kim. Say he got in a fight with you. Yes, Kim Jong Un. You got they're telling me we're gonna be in war with North Korea. I think he needs an argument. He he's, okay. it wasn't a fight. I he almost, was like, I got in a fight. I almost, threw, a, in the I almost threw him off a balcony. I think was it, it was something like that. Yeah, fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but, I came here to talk about why you know there's no good restaurants in Canton. Oh, <laughs> talk, yeah, tell me that. So you, yeah, so you feel Transition. like, and so we you, spun this all into a big pharma bash. Uh, yeah, where, where well, you, how did this happen? I don't know. But so we were like 20 minutes on Kobe Bryant, and then he's a rapist. Well, so one thing, so one thing about the about the podcast is like we we um. Not everybody will know, like, the Canton restaurant scene, but I'd love to talk about it. Why are there no good restaurants in I Canton? Do, you know, I don't know, and it's upsetting to me. So it's I, upsetting to everybody. So can I ask you a, yeah. a question? And, yeah. I mean, we're on, we're on this, so we're, it is what it is. It is what it is. We I, – I was under the impression 
you know, you don't really want to rip any places, but but you realize you're ripping all of them when you well, say there's I no mean, good restaurants, I mean, right? Let, let me, let, like some restaurant there just heard that and was me, like, well, you just said we suck. Let me rephrase. So there are some. I love a couple restaurants in Canton, personally. Decent restaurants. I love in Big D's. Let me, don't cut that. Do not clip that. Trivia. <laughs> I no, love I the Ponce Cafe. Trivia and pizza. Okay, I love their pizza. Hey, today's okay. National Pizza and Day. I just you like, hear that? Today is, is yeah. National Pizza Day. What's your favorite uh, pizza? Because there's some good pizza around. I like. Um, I like. And good donuts. Well, in, in the city, I like pizza. Uh, well, in Rhode Island, they don't make pizza. Don't they like no, take Woody's, these squares Woody's of bread? Woody's Grand Tap and Hemingway Street. <laughs> Pino's? Pino's, uh, yeah. Pino's, yeah, in Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, Pino's yeah. Pizza? You never had it? Mm-mm. Oh, it's dope. Is it like Italian? Cleveland, or, or Cleveland like Circle. Cr- yeah, it's Thin Crust Italian. Okay. Cleveland Circle, uh, Woody's Grill and Tap on Hemingway Street you love in Boston. Woody's and it's, it's good. Caserta's in Providence. So you love Woody's. I love Big D's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Big uh, D's is like spa, town spa, right? Yeah, better than spa, though. I don't like the town spa. You ever been to Linwood? Yeah, in Randolph? Yeah. Yes. Dope, dope. Yes, that's yeah. good pizza. But I, I, I like more New York style pizza. So what's your favorite restaurant in Canton? That's a loaded question. It's the Junction, isn't it? It is not the Junction. It's not the Junction. <laughs> it's not the Junction. Yeah. I have to go to the Junction after this, but it's, my it's favorite, not the Junction. My favorite place to drink uh, there. Are you going to eat? Are you going to eat I am not going to eat. I don't even think I'll drink. It's, okay. it's um, listen, I think Canton has a great bar scene. Okay, it does. It yeah. has a great bar scene. and it's I super would, elected. It's actually, I just saw a ranking the other day. It was Vegas. Nashville, and Canton. then Canton slid in there like just above Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Like yeah. you could stand in the center of Canton, throw a quarter, and hit a nail shop or a bar. Yeah. So I can get my nails done, and I can have a good drink. My, my professional food service career started in Canton Center. D&E Pizza. That's good pizza. Yeah, actually it is. That's I do, I do think D&E is good pizza. D&E, um, Chris Albert, good pizza. Cool place. Yeah. Um, Chris is a nice guy. Chris is a great good guy. Yeah. Uh, hey, oh, but, you know what I do like? I do like Ruta's. Oh, the juice bar? Yeah. Ah, so here, I can't support them. Yeah, I can't support them. I had a funny run-in with them years ago. I like... Uh, yeah. She's crazy. She's just out of her mind. And, and Which one? The mother or the daughter? I, I mean, the mother is probably The mother like, owns Amber. Yeah. And the daughter owns Rudas. Yeah. 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 I, I was at that selective meeting where they pulled their permit. The, 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 the mom owns both of those. Okay. They, they opened Rudas because they, they didn't... So here's what happened. I went there with this idea. This was when the chickpea was in Canton Center. Right. So Which was, was where now is Fit Fuel, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. I think. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever Fit place is holding there. on there. Well, yeah. was that horrible lobster burger? I was going to say, wasn't there a lobster Yeah, I know, I know that guy well. Yeah, that um, guy went, no. out, went out of business yeah, fast. He, yeah, yeah. Very, there's no parking. They, well, eh. When you have a restaurant in Canton Center, you, there's, there's no, if there's okay, no parking, listen, you're going to drive. Listen, D&E's been there 25 years and killing it. So, yeah, he does um, a great deal. Yeah, they, so, but anyway, what happened with me and Amber was I had, so I, I wanted to move, this is when Centerfields, which is now Waterfall, was available. Okay. So I did. I, I spoke to um, Marino, uh, I think, or John Marino. John Marini? Yeah, Marini, sorry. He uh, built half a canton. Yeah. yeah. So I spoke to him because at the time, that's his, that was his. Yes. He owned that. And he had, like, bankrolled the guy at center fields, and the guy owed him a ton of money. Marathas. Yeah. So I, I, reached out to, um, I reached out to him, and we kind of kicked some ideas around. And I said, what do you think about Amber Road moving over to you, Take, taking the liquor license? I and totally then, remember this story. Yeah. So I went to them with this, and I said... I spoke to the husband first, uh, and I said, I can't, and he loved the idea. He thought it was fucking brilliant. So he said, can you come over here and meet with my wife? I said, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I came over there, and we go out the back. We go outside the back door, me, him, and her, and she closed the door, and she's standing this close to me. And she lights a fucking cigarette up. So, so, so first of all, she's smoking a fucking cigarette in my face. But I, I just said, uh, yeah, explain my, I'm like, I'll buy your space from you for whatever it costs you to move there. And then you'll have this giant restaurant because you're only busy two fucking days a week, but you need to maximize that. They're a great brunch place. So, um, so I, I said, okay, cool. Let's go do that. Then, and I, and 
she just starts yelling at me that I can't afford her business and blah, blah. And then her husband's like, he doesn't just have, the, he has the food trucks. And she's like, oh, your food trucks are great. Like, you're so, and I just, I just kind of shrugged at her and like said it was nice to meet. And then I laughed. I remember this story. And now, so I laugh. I laugh at the fact that they're, here they are like six, seven years later and they're still just filling a 30-seat place two times on a fucking Saturday. And There's a line out the door, by the way. A line out the door, yeah, because they're people that they can't sit. They're money they can't take. And I was there. I, I was going up in front of the selectmen for something, the same meeting where they were asking for the Ruda's thing. And they were like, didn't you try to open for dinner at Amber Road? And she's like, made this joke about not being able to work that long. But the reality is it didn't do well. And then they, they wanted to open the juice bar because they didn't want to put in a real fucking kitchen. And the town wasn't going to let them put extra seating for that place to like two doors down, which by the way, I also think is garbage. So that's the thing. I mean, I own two businesses that are legally. Yeah, in so, well, I mean, but the select people in Sharon yeah, are amazing. And yeah. they should have, they should have just said to her, Oh, you're a business person in this town with a great reputation. Um, we should give you, let's just make that a seating area. Corey, they're in, you open a door and you government. Walk, it's the government, but you open a door, you walk into a hallway and then it's three stores inside that. Yeah. This woman was just asking to be able to put extra seating for the one all the way to the left at the one all the way to the right because there's like a nail salon in the middle and they, wouldn't, they don't want to leave. And I mean, you're still coming through the same front door. Yeah, like right. the fuck? You can't, I can't take, like, you, you can't just sell me my fucking breakfast and let me walk over here. And they wouldn't let her. So this she what, opened a this juice is what bar. Liberal, this is what liberals get you. And it is a good juice bar. And Gronk goes there a lot, which helps them. And, and they, they post pictures. We have people. another patron that lives in Canton too. Who's that? Uh, Van 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 Noy. Yeah, he lives in Canton. Yeah, so it was weird. He bought like a pork chop lot on okay. Sherman Street that was built like 2015, maybe 2016. Okay. He didn't buy it in 2015 or 2016. I, I can't remember, but it was they pork chopped a lot, and he bought that house for like. What's pork chop mean? Like they cut the lot, so like literally, there's a house here. Oh, no one can see. Oh, we're on camera. Time and out. then there's a house here. It's like out. Is so it the one like if like, I if it's I, like I if I built the house in front of the business? So come on. Is it like if I is that the one? So town hall, I pass town hall on my right, cross over. I'm still on Sherman. Is it on my right, right there, like up a little hill? On your left. Okay. So on it's, your left. So if you come down, if, if town hall is on your left and you go down Sherman like you're heading towards Wa- uh, Pleasant Street, it's on your left. Oh, got it. So it's closer to the school. It's closer. Yes, yeah, close to elementary school. Okay. All right. So I'm going to send him a letter. So the weird thing about he him. he might get traded, right? So, no, well, he's a free agent. Right. So he's he might agent. go. He? Yeah. So the thing is, the thing that's like, I don't know about annoying, but I kind of like, Van Noy started doing this, uh, that like uh, food thing. He like does like a, like a food oh, like, vlog or something. Kinda, oh, yeah. yeah he didn't come see Simcha. And like, we're right, we're like right in his backyard. So. He hasn't come. He, but he might not know you're I mean, here. Yeah, you didn't he even know he looked in camp. Yeah, he goes to junk ass places. I've seen him go to some whack. Didn't he go to Ruta's? Uh, I think maybe. he went, he went he to Rudis. He might have gone with Gronk. I don't, I don't know. know. I just feel it's like a great player, though. I, I, this is what it's I, I would like them to keep. Amazing going. trade. Yeah, you've got you've got great restaurants in Sharon. You've got some great restaurants have, in Bedfield. We have two. We have we have Angels and oh, we have Angels and we have Cafe. Me. And who who else is great? Well, you know, we you have um, who else is great? You have a different restaurant. Szechuan Gourmet is dope. Um, that's the Chinese place at the end of the plaza. I like actually really good. Drinking and playing pool. Mandarin taste. I felt like Mandarin taste fell off years ago. Alice, I love her, and but I got I got to take out her. I, I don't want to get into it. But. Okay, don't get into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the square is doing okay. That's cool, but I wouldn't call them great. Well, I mean, you're that's you're that the bar. Best. Is that that bar? Over I don't there? care if I'm the best. No, or not. but you are the best. Like, so is I, the square I, better than Waterfall? I'd go to Waterfall ten times over going to the square, and and I like I the people know, at the square. Actually, by the way. I'd have to do a taste. Actually, test I shouldn't there. even say. I don't know why I say I that. I like know. the burger at the square. I don't know. The burgers at the square is better than the burgers at Waterfall. 
I've had a great burger at both, so I don't know. He hasn't. He go back to waterfall. You guys are uh, hyper local right now. We yeah, are very hyper local. We can yes. talk about Rhode Island. I've been to the donut place. Yeah, but I don't think like I don't think people are like, hey, let's listen to Jerry Callahan, then Jerry Thornton, and then restaurant reviews of Sharon Massachusetts. Although Simcoe, have you, wait, have you been to uh, Avenue in Medfield? No, but I saw you posted something on Facebook. You need to go. I tried. To I tried to go in there once, and then it was packed. I'm like, fuck. I just they've been around. there. So the, they, when they first opened up, they weren't doing awesome. They've been there for four years. It's now. a nice spot. It was a great spot. Number one, the drinks kind of, were fantastic. Very expensive. The food was good. It was expensive. like it reminded me of Sweet Basil a little bit. Not from a food, but you know how Dave, he does this great. You, you get a great meal, and then there's a ton of leftovers. Yeah. And it's not gross. Okay. That's what it was like. Like we, my husband and I went there. So we basically, were you stuffed. just said. Basically, you just said the portions are great. The portions are great. The so food was good. Coco does. This is like I like ask Coco how a restaurant was, and it, the only <laughs> feedback he gives me is what size the portion was. Yeah. So I have leftovers. Yeah, he'll always go. The portions were great, or he'll be like the portions were a little small. And I'm like, no, I want to know if the food was fucking good, bro. <laughs> I, I threw up tonight, but I'll yeah. have it tomorrow. The Honestly, food? there were so many steak tips. They were terrible, but I took a lot of them home. <laughs> the food at Avenue was delicious. Do you think? So I wasn't like. We don't have to make this about age, but do you think there's like a certain age you get to where the portions are what matters? I think you said age. Because like, that's like, all I could think of when you said that. You were like, you're, you just raved about this restaurant, and then your only real feedback was you were like, it reminds me of Sweet Basil because there's a lot of food left when I'm yeah. done. And I'm like, okay. I am getting to that point where I need to have like a lunch the next day oh, yeah, and then like sure. early dinner. Yeah, where you're like. No, but Avenue, you got to go try it. I can't believe you haven't tried it. There's not it. a lot of leftovers if you come to Simca. That's just that's a reality, but that's intentional. But that's okay. That's I don't want to. This is this is not. Food. I mean, some of the food I'd want to heat up, but I guess I believe. And by the way, I wouldn't. I I personally eat all of my food at Sweet Basil, but yes, there is a lot of portions. How do you eat all of that? It's I'm massive. Um, that is very impressive. I mean, the but, rosemary um, chicken could feed a family. Oh four my god, for a my week. rosemary! <laughs> seriously, like I, so, you know, I spend, oh, give me a piece good. of bread to go. Poof, but also, about it. also, you got two I meals. Mean, also, I think a the genre of cuisine. Lends itself yeah, to big portions, sure. and then also the thing about about sweet basil is that sweet basil's twenty years old, so it, it is a throwback to a certain time when you right. build a certain concept. Nobody really says this, but sweet basil, it, you can't find restaurants in the greater Boston area that last ten years, and that place has been around twenty years. The other thing about it is, about you know what day. it is though, when you go in there, right? You got to get the pesto and the, you know the bread, so you're already True. like, all right. You're I could literally eat, drink a bottle of wine and eat pesto and bread. Yeah, and have exactly. Just a salad and I right. stuff. And then of you course, have and four, then you're four then bites then of your rosemary. Then your check would be three dollars. Your check would be three dollars, yeah. and Dave would be like, "What the fuck?" But I but, do believe the age thing. Just get back to that for a second. It's yeah. about not having to go into Boston, and that there's good options outside the city. I agree with that. Like yeah. my, my husband and I like going into the city, but it's like it's a it's a big ordeal. Like yeah. we have to get reservations. We have. Well, to I'm I'm of the age where I don't want to go in either. But, which is back, really but, sad. but back to the to the leftovers thing. I am a, a believer that when you're that part of hospitality is is cultivating an experience for your guests. And for me, and the, the reason I said that about Sweet Basil was to point out that like Dave's other restaurants are different now. That's just an old. That's a concept that he started 20 years ago at a different time. Right. And so you're not going to change it. You now. can't Definitely. go to small. You can't places. change it. But I do think whenever someone tells me like a new concept and they tell me there's a lot of leftovers, I'm like, are they not? Yeah, you're like, cooking extra food. Right, basically. like they should be cultivating the experience. Like I put as many carrots on the plate as we want you to eat as part of a meal where you're going to order carrots and Brussels and chicken. Right. right. To me, like if I gave you a shit ton of carrots and just was like, well, hopefully they'll eat half, put the other half away and right. move on. <laughs> or if I gave you like a giant Save portion of chicken half. and was like, yeah, I mean, you know, that way you'll have leftovers. To me, it's like, well, then you didn't think about my experience. Like I want eating eating out at a nice restaurant on a weekend night is about like, vibe and pace and it's about like 
what you start with and what it goes to next and what it goes to so next. this is why so. you're a, br- a brilliant re- restaurateur. Is yeah. that what it's called? Restaurateur. Restaurateur. There's no end. Restaurateur. But I wouldn't say brilliant, but working towards I mean, it. no, but you, I mean, legit, it. like you think about the customer experience. That is where I find the problem with yeah. some other local restaurants is I they're not thinking about the customer I also don't, experience. so, and I know I, we got to wrap this thing up, but I want to read this text that I got while we were sitting here. So two Saturdays ago, we had by far the worst service we've had since we opened. And it was my, my GM was out of town. And, and just, you know, staff, sometimes they have to learn. Like, they have to fall a little to learn. And, um, and we, I, I always, 20, 25-year-old Avi who opened the chickpea would have gotten heated. Like, not just with the staff, with customers. They were, you know, customers were mean. And instead, like, 35-year-old Avi has worked to get to a point where he knows that, like, you have to say you're sorry. You have to make it right. So this one customer sent me an email afterwards, actually, and said that they had a really bad experience. And they were really disappointed. There were some portion issues. They... They ordered two of the same thing, and they were different portions. That they were there, they were in town for a funeral actually, and they were they were in here for the meal the night before with their it was her, this woman's parents and her and her husband. And she said like her husband doesn't like to complain; he's not that type. But she felt like I would want to know, and so I wrote her back an email. First of all, and whenever someone rips me, I always start an email with I appreciate you sharing this feedback. Like even if it hurts my feelings, you made me better. Like I cannot know this. So I said. You know, did you pay with a credit card? She did. So I was able to, to refund one of the, the portion that was small. And then also I said, if you're, this is how I know that she was here for a funeral. I asked if they could come back the next morning for brunch on me, the whole family. And she, she said, unfortunately, we have a funeral or whatever, but my parents live in the area. Would it be okay if I extended that invitation to them? I said, of course. So they came in today. Um, and my GM came over and said, hey, there's some guests here that say they were invited. In. I said, yeah, send them down. Let's get them a nice meal. Took good care of them. And afterwards they asked to speak to me. And they were very gracious and very kind. And I told them I just really appreciate. And then I just got this text from the guest who found myself on, I guess, in my email and said, thank you so much for having my parents dine at Simca today. They had a great experience and definitely will come back. Also, they will be sure to recommend your restaurant to their friends. Thank you again. And I wrote back, I just really appreciate you giving me a second chance. And I think a lot of restaurants, if you haven't done it, it takes a long time to get over. It's so personal. So when, whenever there's an attack, even if you're wrong, your gut instinct is to go like, that's not true. Or like, and then undoubtedly, when customers are complaining, they might throw one or two things in that you disagree with them on. Right. And, then, and it's hard to not fight that. It's hard to be like, well, you're, you're actually wrong Give on them that. Explain, on the explanation. explanation. Right, which, you, it, which just sounds like you told them they, that they didn't know better. And I just, I've learned that if you're serious about building this thing, you have to, you have, like, I come to $385 worth of stuff that night. And my staff was like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And I said, look, I came too far to let $385 ruin me. Like, these people had a bad experience. I'm, like, one table of six. Five of them got their drinks at the same time, and one waited 40 minutes. I, I comped the whole round. Yeah. We didn't fuck that person's drink up. We fucked all your drinks up because you wanted to drink this together. Yeah. And you had to sit there and decide, do I drink my cocktail, do I not? Then by the time you drink your cocktail, it's changed, right? It's it settled. Yeah. And so, like, I, I ruined your night. Like, that's the reality. And if you go out to a restaurant... We're not selling you food, and that's why I get into the leftover and all that. We're selling you an experience. Exactly. And so it's like, if you think about it, leftovers are nice. They serve, and if you go to a restaurant that you, you go to regularly and you're expecting leftovers, it's awesome. But if you go out in the city with your husband and you're going to go see a play afterwards or something, I don't want you're not going to take those leftovers. So now you just bought food that you don't want because right. you don't want to carry a plastic container with you the rest of the night. And then they're going to throw it away. Right. Avi gave it to a guy running a parking, a parking lot once. So, like, oh, you want these leftovers? Oh, I did. I got nice leftovers, and I just saw a dude sitting there running the parking lot, and it was wrapped up from the restaurant. I said, hey, you want this? And he was thrilled. So, <laughs> and so then he got question, a nice meal. The question for you, Avi, do you still believe in that whole customer is always right? So what's really funny... Avi's always right, but the customer, eh, they guess I'm saying. So what's funny is uh, up until a couple years ago, 
I, I felt like that had gotten out of control. I felt like that's a phrase that we say, not you. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't view it as you're always right. We view it as you're always right. But now I, I've come around on that. And what I have always told my staff, and this is more important than whether or not the customer's right, is I always tell them you never argue with a customer because you won't be there when they explain their side of it. Right. So like they're going to explain their side to a million people. Exactly. So th- the trick is you need to have a conversation with them with, with, that leads to them thinking and realizing that all I care about is you having a good experience. I didn't open this restaurant for me to have a great night every Saturday. Right. I opened it for you to have a great Saturday night. Exactly. So I've never, and I say this all the time, I say this on a lot of platforms, people have heard me say it before, I've never read a review on the internet that I didn't believe was honest. It doesn't mean I agree with every one of them. I don't believe that there are people, and this is like the guy we were talking about with the taco place. He, he used to say to me, people are out to get him and write the stuff on Yelp. And I'm like, except the stuff that's on Yelp, I've experienced. You know happens. No, someone had a bad night. And the reality is when you ruin, and this is hard for entrepreneurs to understand, right? Like when you, when you screw something up, like so we're in such different fields that I have a, a higher chance of screwing people's stuff up. But if you screwed somebody's stuff oh, up, it's I'm much screwed. bigger. And it's not just screwed. It's, you'd feel horrible about it, right? Like, well, I feel horrible about it. And it, it, it has a tremendous, listen, it has a tremendous impact regardless if it's you screwing up or me screwing up. Sure. It, it, it is, um, it is a tough, I want to, you said something interesting about Yelp. It is so hard to be an, to be, to own a restaurant, to own a business these days because people have what's called uh, keyboard courage, right? Okay. So they may not say to you, sure. like this woman, I would send her flowers. Thank you so much for sharing with me what how horrible this was. Let me try and make it better. Yeah. The Yelp reviewer, right, who leaves a, a review about, oh, this was horrible and the food was disgusting and this is what happened. Well, please come in. Let's have a conversation about it. You, you've missed the opportunity to fix it. So I find, I do find that a lot of, we don't, Simcoe doesn't get a lot of negative Yelp reviews, but it's gotten a couple. Thank God. And when they do, absolutely. And when, we, when they do, I respond to them, and what I, I do find that out of all platforms, Yelpers are the least likely to respond to my reach out. Right. Um, which, which, so I agree with you there, but I will say this. I used to hate Yelp. I used to hate Yelpers. I used to hate reading my Yelp. It used to be a bad experience. Six straight episodes. And then, I, and, no, and then I started, and then I started being more demanding on my staff, work, working to be more honest with myself. And now, I love reading it. We got a four-star review from last night. Our, our Yelp is at like 475. And did our you Google. respond to the four-star review? So I don't respond to the positive stuff. Why? I'll tell you why. Tell me why. I, okay. I agree with that, though. Yeah. No, 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 no. Why? Because, well, so one, and I don't want to sound arrogant when I say this, but because we get a lot more positive than negative, and so I'd be just responding to a lot of reviews all the time, and I'm already kind of too busy. But the biggest reason is I don't think, I, I don't think when people send put positive feedback on the internet. So one thing I do is, I mean, you've been in my restaurant. I say from my, from the past, from my PETA station, I thank everyone on their way out. I yell across the, a busy restaurant. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I checked, I, I, t- I table touch. So the chances are by the time that person wrote it, and a lot of our reviews will say the owner was gracious or the, the GM came over. So we, we've thanked you. I think thanking you for writing out on the internet makes it feel like, I don't want to be that person. I've never encouraged someone to go write something on the internet about right. me. Because I, ju- I truly believe in organic business growth. Yelp is a reflection of what we're doing for good and for bad. So again, when people hate their Yelp, and I've been that guy, it's because really you hate the shit job you're doing. I was doing a shitty job with the chickpea at one point, and I hated my fucking Yelp. And I was angry about it all the time. But the reality is those people, yeah, were they being keyboard warriors? Of course. Like They, sh- they didn't say that shit to my face. But so what? They don't have to. Like, yeah, it's not their the, job. The, the contract that we entered into 
They were going to give me money, and I was supposed to deliver an experience. And I don't get to judge how they react to that bad experience. I don't get to judge and be like, you should have told me no, that. I, Fuck uh, you, buddy. I paid you money. You ruined my fucking <laughs> night. I'm going to write it on the internet. Yeah, right. Right. You're, you're within your right to do that. I mean, but sometimes people put a, put a re- I'll tell you for me, I'm one of those people. If I put a review on Yelp of, of a restaurant or business that I'm in, I'm not... Sometimes you want the gratifying experience of somebody coming back to you and be like, thanks so much for showing up. Thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Glad you guys had a good night. And I guess what I'm saying is, Avi's already told I try to that. do that in person. Yeah. I know. But sometimes the, the review comes the next day. And by the way, it then drives engagement. So then those sure. people that see the, people don't know who you are, right? There are people that don't know who Avi is. Well, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I mean, it's far and few between, but there may no, be a couple that, that don't know who he There's is. There's a lot of people And they don't show know. up here based on a Yelp review. Okay. So now they're reading Yelp and they're like, wow, this looks really cool. They right. got great pita. They got great hummus. They got great uh, carrots. Or Actually, I liked the, um, the fried chicken. Fried chicken's dope. The fried chicken's delicious, right? Yeah. I'm a big shot. But what, what also is really awesome is when they say, oh, and look, the chef, the owner chef responded to that review. Oh, respond publicly, you're saying? Yeah, so he's engaged. So not, I, not. I respond privately to the negatives. Not, I don't ever do it publicly. No, publicly to both. Thanks for coming. Glad you had a great time. Because then I'm the next Yelper. I'm the next person looking for a restaurant locally. And I'm like, wow, look at how engaged he is but that, with his people. But I'm trying to look unapproachable. I want people to be. I want people to view me as that like, is oh going to be god. the hardest thing you've ever done. I want people. The, to, here's the weird I, thing about it. I want well, people to look at me and be like, "Oh my god, there's Avi Shemto." Well, that's the way you were introducing me. At the I party did. I go, "This is Avi so Shemto." I was, I was so, so excited. That you know, came. That was very nice of you. And you know, Avi came it. to my big kickoff party at Blue Hills Country Club on Thursday night. Oh yeah. And it was like towards the end of the night. And he showed up, and I knew in that like he scrubby I, clothes. I knew that he had wor- you must smelling like a restaurant. He yeah. kind of smelled like a restaurant. I did. Yeah. And he walked in, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's a lot when people show up." Listen, oh, of course, you deal with it every night. Sure. You're like, I just want people to show up. And I, yeah. So I was so excited. So, and at that point, I had a couple, many glasses of wine. I was like, "Oh my god, Avi Shemtov's here. Avi's here. Do you know Avi's restaurant?" And I introduced you By, in full name, as if I was somebody to everybody. <laughs> yes. Which made it so awkward because then they were like, "Oh my god," and then they would like tell me their name. So I just said my name back. Like, they were like, like your friend, your friend, your friend just said her name to me, and she's like, I don't want to say her name. But I will tell you that she's the like, next day, I had someone say to me, "Hey, you know the, you know the chef that you had come to the shut to the event." Someone said that to me. You know the chef you had to come to the event. Yeah. So it. Yes, I get a little crazy. Well, we want to get to a point where they say, "You know the podcast guy That's right. that came to your event." Well, you know what? So. Podcast probably wasn't your dream, even though you've been begging me to do this for it years. It was my dream. This no. is what I wanted first. Simca was your actual dream. Depends on, yeah. No. I mean, if, what do you mean, no? Since I've known you. What I'm saying I mean, is, when I was a 15 year old kid, I wanted, wanted to, to open a restaurant in Sharon. No, I wanted to be on SportsCenter and, and maybe be a famous rapper. Um, okay, but you always wanted to open a restaurant in Sharon. For sure. I have a lot of dreams, you know? Yeah, well, that's But true. he executes quite well. I, I mean, he was a rapper. That. He opened up well, multiple I don't know. Execute, ex- execute is a strong word for his rapping career. Are you being serious? <laughs> I'm, I'm being Are you being serious? Because I was, gr- I'm, I was filthy, and you know that. Did you go to the middle? Did you do anything? I did Middle my East? show at the Middle East. No, I couldn't get I, out there. No one, no one, no one can succeed when they have Corey O'Leary as a hype man. I mean, he, that's he not. Did you, did you do something at the show? Once. Are you a rapper? I, no, it was more. No, than not once. A Do you guys now? Do you know the Beastie Boys are doing that documentary April twenty fourth? No. Are you not a Beastie Boys fan? No. Oh, that's because you're thirty five. No, it's because I like. Dope lyricism. I don't like like yo yo. We're at the table and we got a couple glasses. I, that's, Beastie Boys <laughs> hey, Melissa, is like you know, legit I'm things that like five year olds. Avi Avi raps every opening. You gonna do it live? We'll do it live. Do right it live now. right oh, now. Fuck it. You can t- you can take us out. That's by the way. This is something that 
Corey makes we actually me do, do and I, I tell him every single every, week. Oh, he's, he hates I it so hate much. It. But like, well, he's going to do it because like, oh, we got we to close it down. We've been chatting already. No, I, can't, like, I can't do it. I don't have a setup yet. we got to do it when you leave. Can't he just up. do it like... With no beat? No beat. No. Just give him a beat. Just give him a snap on the table. I don't, I don't no. want to... Like the talented rappers. <laughs> yeah. Can't you just... Uh, it's like being a poet. Just read a poem. Last night, somebody tried to make me rap. At like this event that I was at where they fed me way too many drinks, I got fucked up. You're like, no, no, no. All right. No, I tried and I just I couldn't. So I just was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Well, you can do I, it. I, was, I embarrassed myself. Like I was so fucked up. <laughs> you got on stage like, in the like, Middle East I, in front I just of a stranger. I just no, can't it wasn't get it that up I was tonight. nervous. It was that the like like I was hammered to the point where like the words aren't coming. Like I'm like, I can't think like It was like one of those nights where you're like, I just can't get it up tonight, sorry. <laughs> Cialis. Are you in a bathtub <laughs> next to another bathtub? <laughs> All right. Corey, is that, is that, Corey, is that a problem that you have? Is that a thing that we're... We're talking about rapping. Is that a thing that you go wait, through? Corey, we're talking about rapping. Rap? And, and I, wait, we are yeah. going to get back to the Beastie Boys another time. I can, like I, can, I can rap a lot of things that like great Christmas rappers gifts. already wrote and put on a beat. Yeah, I can do those, no problem. Oh, you do originals. Of course. Did you write this stuff? I'm like, no, nah, tonight I'm doing Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> Yo, that shit's fire. I do like... I do recite Jay-Z lyrics like all day through my day and my thing is I love doing this my staff I can't they pretend to like it I think it annoys them they're like who's Jay-Z I, no I do this thing where I go um, like I'll like I'll act like I'm talking to you but and I'll then you'll like, sing the song yeah I'll be like what's the deal playboy just rest your soul I'll be holding it down yo still love the dough <laughs> <laughs> and they're like they he's stop, crazy because well, they're like you know I'm when I'm talking, usually it's like something needs to happen. So I'll be like, yo, what's the deal, Playboy? And they'll like turn around and I'm like, just rest your soul. I'll be holding it down, yo. And they're just like, they, the don't, know how, they don't know how to react They're to just it. like, what the fuck is this? And then someone across the room will be like, yeah, he does that to me all the time. Yeah, just keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> the then you're like, Jigga what? They're like, yeah. what is this guy saying? <laughs> what's my mother's middle name? But he won't, <laughs> he won't rap the Beastie Boys. I'm not going to rap the Beastie Boys. Do they have like rappable music? Listen, like The Beastie Boys were like legit 1980s, amazing Amazing, like think about what they did. The Beastie Boys were pioneers. The Beastie Boys were were the beneficiaries of American racism. Basically, like white people that weren't ready to like black people were like, "I like that." It's such shitty. It's such such shitty rap. No, because if you think about it, it was the eighties. The Beastie Boys. What else was going on in the eighties? Hair bands. Mike D was at uh, Boston Calling last year. Was he? When I worked for you, like as himself? No, remember you DJed? Oh, did he? Did he? Yeah. At Boston Calling last year, yeah. Nice. I, I just feel, I, I, I don't think it was like We were a, slinging falafel instead. Slanging. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, anyway. What? <laughs> I just, I think that the Beastie Boys were like, Alice, are you in the bathroom <laughs> no, next yo, to another bathroom? No, Melissa, Melissa was like rocking Beastie Boys with Vin Baker and shit. I and was, was legit. I, was Vin was Baker an Eastie Boys, a Beastie Boys fan? He was not an Eastie Boys fan. <laughs> he probably was. Um, <laughs> no, because that was in the 90s. So that was when like Brand Nubian, you remember Brand Nubian? Yeah, Tribe. Brand Nubian. I thought Brand Nubian was more of an '80s. No, no. I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. No. But Tribe, I'm a like huge. 80s, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Tribe. Tribe Called Quest. That yep. was all like early '90s. Oh, that's not the Tribe I thought you were talking about. <laughs> I thought you meant the, the Hummus brand. <laughs> the Hummus brand. Yeah. No, I'm a Tribe Called Quest fan. That's Tribe Called Quest, right? So yeah. that's like legit. What about Snow? Informer. You oh know, yeah, that's Snow. Me, I will play him. He was like, white. Keep boom, boom. Now he still is actually. Uh, he just put out a song called Cold Camo last year. Wait, you know dope. who's got Scuba a show dope. on TV? Vanilla Ice. Yeah, dude, that guy's cool, actually. I saw, I watched an oh, interview. Oh, God. All right. No, no. You really got to wrap this up. This okay. is twice now we mentioned Vanilla okay. Ice on this right. podcast. Okay, but Vanilla this is not where is I want dope. this to go. No more Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice's music's trash, but as a person, he seems like a really cool dude. 
I think that he's a little crazy. No, he he he's accumulated quite a bit of wealth. Hey, here it goes. Yeah. Cool did he? Lo- but he lost no, a lot didn't, of money. No, and actually watch this interview. No, he he says people confuse me like as if I'm MC Hammer. He's like I had great investment deals. I'm sitting. And I looked it up. His net worth. He's worth a lot of money. Good for him. So he wasn't that dumb. You're just mad because he has a real estate TV show. He does. He, but he makes pools. I don't know what he's doing. He's doing like he flips houses or he something. He flips houses. Yeah. yeah. So. Try to get in on that. You could be like a co-host. I could see you on HGTV. Could you see me? I could. 100%. You're like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a little crazy. No, 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 Not no. I meant like you're, a dy- like dynamic. <laughs> you're, di- you're dynamic. You're dynamic. Dynamo. Well, this was so much fun. Cool. Yes, All right, Melissa, guys. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. This was Heat in the Kitchen.